0: Once, he was Peter Parker, a student who, after being bitten by a radioactive spider, became the amazing Spider-Man. Now, after five years of wandering America, believing himself to be a clone of Parker, he has returned as Ben Ryder, and he's ready to resume his crusade to protect the innocent and battle evil in a new costume identity: the Scarlet Spider. Clone Soccer Chronicles presents Virtual Mortality, Episode 31. I don't think I even want to hear your story. All of you must hear the Scarlet Spider story. My name is Ben Riley. I'm
1: related to this reality's Peter Parker. How? I'm his clone. Or
0: maybe he's my clone. We're not sure. I'm the real Spider-Man. I don't know what kind of mind game this is, but I'm the real Spider-Man. The real Peter Parker.
1: You see? (laughs) Clones. I thought I was that clone. I tried to stay out of Peter's life by taking on a new identity. I dyed my hair and changed my name to Ben Riley. When I became a costume hero of the Scarlet Spider, it really made him angry. The next big blow came from Dr. Kurt Connors. He discovered that, according to our genetic structures, it might be Peter who was the clone not me. News pushed Peter Parker over the edge. Now he hated me with a passion.
0: This is starting to sound like a bad comic book plot. It gets worse. Why didn't you just tell me I was a clone? The
1: cloning
0: process has proven unstable.
1: You're coming
0: of Welcome back, clone heads, to the 31st episode of Clone Saga Chronicles. I'm your friendly neighborhood host of the podcast and webmaster of the site that powers it, spidey-dude.com. This episode, I'm joined by the usual group of guys. Joshua Bertoni. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> Donovan Morgan Grant. Hola,
2: hola, 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 senors y señoritas.
0: <laughs> and Gerard De the Tour II.
3: If the outro music for this episode isn't the theme to
0: VR Troopers, I'm going to be very disappointed.
2: It needs to be Renegade again,
0: considering the artwork. Uh, there will be some renegades in this episode, I can guarantee that. Thank you guys for being back on the show with us, and uh, we're gonna talk, in this episode, we're gonna cover the most epic storyline we could ever think of. The storyline that is so 90s, it defines the 90s, because the internet (laughs) will never be the same. (laughs) Because there's people inside the internet messing it up, hence why it'll never be the same. Exactly. That story, of course, is virtual mortality. But first, we're gonna do some news some iTunes reviews and some background on the uh, on the story. Uh, the news, obviously, that we're going to have to talk about in this episode is, since last time we recorded, a bit of sad news, depending on your perspective. Girl at Spider, the uh, title written by Chris Yost that was started in 2012 has been cancelled in effective this December. So the final issue will be issue 25, running in December of this year. To say that we are sad, I'm speaking for we being myself, is somewhat of an understatement, but we in fact, we in fact called this particular exact time just a couple of months ago, in episode 29 of Clone Saga Chronicles, to kind of set this up, uh, our old co-host, Jason actually asked us uh, if we thought it was going to be cancelled. Then Gerard went into a Fairly long diatribe as to why, but I actually then gave my two cents, and when I gave my two cents, I didn't realize I was being Nostradamus. And so, here is an actual clip from... The episode. If if they're going to do... Like a final issue, I think issue twenty five would be a would be a mark, you know, a, a milestone to do it. Um, I don't see it ending yet, but but I mean, they're bringing in Ben Riley, so obviously they're trying saying they're bringing in Ben Riley. No, they're so maybe not they're trying to boost the sales up one last <laughs> time before giving it the act. I wouldn't be surprised because obviously I'm a pessimist when it comes to this type of thing. Now, well, I'm glad I was a pessimist because I absolutely call it. Um, <laughs> guys, what is your reaction to this? Congratulations on calling it. You win nothing.
4: (laughs) This is why we can't have nice things, and I'm hearing. Was echo, it a
3: w- was it a nice thing though? Was yeah. it?
4: Oh, Gerard, you're so fickle. You were in love with it from the start, and then you turn tail as soon as the quality dropped, and then it became the worst. Like all the thing other ever. cowards. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, um, I said this on another podcast that like I'm not
2: as broken up on it because I, I I didn't follow it as strictly as I might have, but I do think it's a shame because I like the era that this cur- we're currently in with all the different people and different Spider-Man costumes so while I'm not mourning the book exactly, I am mourning that like the characters are going to be less prolific in his own title. I think that is a, d- a damn shame.
4: Josh? I enjoyed it. It had its good months and its bad months. Some really, really good months towards the beginning, but I've said before that I think that the title became not redundant, but a lot of what made it unique was taken away with Superior Spider-Man, because the selling point for this title was, you know, this is the Spider-Man who's morally gray. This is the Spider-Man who's not afraid to get his hands dirty. This is the spider-man who doesn't care about power and responsibility well now we have that in superior spider-man so uh, like it basically absolutely. made this like superior spider-man light except you know not written by dan slott therefore superiorly better
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: nice gerard uh i have to kind of echo what josh said
3: i mean obviously i'm not reading superior spider-man because what? well hell no because hell no <laughs> but uh <laughs> don't go there do don't um but, uh, I don't know how to put this. It didn't seem like a book that people were really paying attention to after the first year or so. With the with the oh, okay. cavalcade of people that were working on it and its slip schedule a couple of times. I, I just suspect that, especially in the case of Yost, that they just sort of moved on to other things. And this sort of fell by the wayside. So, I, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm honestly a little surprised it wasn't cancelled earlier, to be honest. <laughs> I figured it would have gotten canceled this summer, but...
0: You know, I, you actually mentioned that in episode 29, and I until you had pointed it out to me, I really hadn't... I mean, I noticed that we had, had different, multiple artists. And for the most part, they had tried throughout the run to, to do it by, like, have one artist do a group of scenes and they splice it in together so it's not quite as jarring. But then the, then it's progressively gotten to where it's there is no rhyme or reason. To these to these villain artists coming in, um, Eric Latham, I think is his name. He's been co-writing the, a lot of these issues lately, the last few months. Um, interestingly enough, he actually used to be the moderator for the Spider-Man message board on Alvaro's boards. Wait, wait, and what? That Eric, yes, okay, is the same writer as. As uh, who's writing, help writing, uh, doing doing some of the scripting jobs for uh, Scarlet Spider. So someone who was a moderator on the Spider-Man message board is now working for Marvel. Yes, that's foreshadowing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to make any other comments other than that. I know exactly what you're thinking, though, Josh. Oh,
5: I did, I did.
0: anyway, my uh, to give my thoughts kind of briefly. Uh I'm sad that the title is gone, just because. I was so excited. I mean, this had so many elements that that uh, I, I could love, and, you know, such as you know, Texas, Kane, <laughs> Scarlet Spider. I mean, I mean, it was like this book was tailor made for me. But uh, and they the yeah. And then, and then they they ripped my hopes and dreams away. Uh, I, for the most part, I've enjoyed the book. Uh, I went back and started rereading uh, from the beginning, and uh, I remember we, I remember just gushing over those first four issues especially with stegman on there issue five we just i i've kind of softened my stance on issue five i'm not nearly i don't hate it as much as i used to issue six i i've i've grown i've only read the first six issues so but issue six i've, I've actually softened my stance on it too um and of course recently i re, i reread superior or not superior um uh, Ma- a minimum carnage and it still sucks so you know there's some things that just can 't be saved, and that's one of them uh i I think that uh, when Yost did his standalone issues, which he did um there was two there was one at the end of the year uh issue twelve and then there was issue seventeen I thought those were the two two of the best issues of the run and two of the most enjoyable issues of the run and we'll and we'll I'll get into more on, on on that later in later episodes but you know, I, I feel like that there was – it was very hot and cold. There, when it was on, it was on, and when it wasn't, unfortunately, it was pretty bad. It was never, so. it was never awful, right? No. Uh, That's was struggling. <laughs> no, I, I'll say – well – I'm thinking of minimum uh, minimum carnage, but I, I don't even know if you can count that technically as part of the run, All right. since it what, since it what, is no 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 no
4: don't say well that doesn't count as parlor no excuse me it was written by you know the writer for the book it had it had numbering with the book it, it, it was yeah I no. <laughs> that's like yeah, I, I don't count ages thirteen through fifteen you know like part of my life that, <laughs> I, I don't. Uh, uh.
0: You're right. No, you got right. the
2: embarrassing stuff.
0: I mean, that that was probably the one story through the entire run that just didn't work for me. At least there was elements that were set up well. Like the Craven stuff has been set up since since before Scarlet Spider. So, you know, I I feel like that that Craven being there there's a necessity to it. So, uh, that's, a, you know... Uh, well, I, mean, I, think I,
2: mean, I think it's all about perspective of a title versus a run. Like, I don't like Bill Willingham's Robin run, but I still love Robin as a title on the whole. I mean, although Chris Jones did the whole of uh, Scar of Spider, I Spider, although no, I know he's been crowding it lately, like, how much of Minimum Carter's factors into the whole percentage of star Spider? <laughs>
0: uh, Well, two only two issues, so... Literally, you know, very very small. I I think that was the low. That was the, definitely the lows of the run. But the highs of the run were anything that Stegman did. My least favorite Stegman issue was six, and, and we we detailed that a few episodes back. But I thought Koi Fan did pretty good job. Um, I liked Riley Brown. I really wish Riley Brown had been had done more work because I think he did a really good job. I'm with you on that one. But you know, so I mean, there were some good fill-in artists. Even I'm sad that it's gone. That's just, that's that that just kind of. I, I like,
4: think that he'll exist, like, I, and I keep on saying this, and I, yeah, and I have no basis for this, but I think that a Venom Scarlet Spider team up book would be cool.
3: I was just going to ask, what do you guys do? You, do you guys think they're gonna they're just gonna kill him off at the end? Do you think he'll continue in the background or <laughs>
2: maybe what, what's, your, what's your what's your prediction well, he, of he, his fate? For a few years now, like even before the title, he's been around the Spider-Man title, so I, I can't imagine they'll just get rid of him.
3: He's been around the Spider-Man
0: titles. <laughs> famous with, what, famous what, what last
4: it, words. Yeah, yeah. What,
0: what has he been doing, really? Well, he was he was doing his best Rob Zombie impression for a while. And then, you know, when he came back during the brand new day era with who has been Riley. And then, you know, then he died. I, I know, but it's, it's du jour
3: for modern comics to just sort of... To, to just eliminate characters once they have no use for them anymore.
4: Oh, I agree. I, I could I could see, you know, the cliche ending that they'll give him to, and that'll be quote-unquote true to his character. There'll be some sort of epic showdown, and it'll, like, look like he's dead, but his body will disappear, and then his supporting cast will grieve, and then we'll have internal monologue from the, I had to make Araceli and the gay cops and bartender chick think that I was dead. They couldn't be around me, but now that this is over, I'm going back on the run where I belong, for I am the man called Kane and then it's him on a motorcycle and a leather jacket riding away. Awesome.
2: <laughs> well done, Zach. Does you
3: guys... See that uh, '90s animated like miniseries Invasion America?
4: Yes! Oh my God! Yeah, I've never heard of I used of to that. watch that every Sunday.
0: <laughs> Holy crap! I have not thought of Invasion America in America was invaded in the '90s. Yes. <laughs>
4: yes. I, I remember nothing else about the show except that like the very last shot of the last episode was the guy's father communicating with him. Right. The guy's <laughs> father was played by Lorenzo Lamas.
3: Nice. Oh. And I remember. And I remember this. It suddenly came rushing back to me because they made a Renegade reference in an episode of that. <laughs> <laughs> I Wikipedia
4: I go, Invasion America. <laughs> I I I I watched this um every I, I, it was like Sunday nights and it was like one of the first like primetime cartoons that I ever watched and I felt so, you know. Pretentious, doing it. <laughs> I thought it was Wednesday nights, but it doesn't really matter. Oh, maybe book- it, maybe it was. I feel like it was Sunday. June eighth, nineteen ninety eight to July seventh. Wow, that <laughs> ran a month.
3: Yeah, it really pissed me off because it ended on a on a cliffhanger, and it was like it was like, end, like, like- end of book one, <laughs> and then like that
4: was the only that they ever produced. Oh, I, I never I never yeah. felt that there was going to be a sequel. I don't know. Okay, I'm looking for June eighth, which was uh, it was a Monday.
0: What uh, oh wait, no, that was what what year 1998. Oh, 98. I was gonna say ninety five I was I was hunkered down because we had a tornado hit my town. <laughs> so you
4: might even say that it was an invasion from a tornado. <laughs> and, well, yeah, but Leonard it... Nimoy was in this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, by I gotta Steven, see this. Created by Steven Spielberg and Herb Bennett. Okay, it nice. begins in the nineteen eighties when humanoid aliens from the planet Tyrus begin to initiate their plans for making contact with Earth. Kaleosha, the leader of Tyrus, looks into his uncle's project with Earth. However, his uncle, the Dragon, claims that their dying planet ought to invade Earth and take hold of its resources. What the dip is this? Kale refuses, and a civil war breaks out. Kale and Raf, his bodyguard, trainer, and trusted friend, escape to Earth, disguising themselves as humans. Kale meets Rita Carter, a human woman. He falls in love with her, and they marry... What? After a long time of running from Dragot's forces on Earth, Kale returns to Tyrus to strengthen his loyalist forces, the Oceata, leaving Rena and their young son, David, under wrath's protection. Oh, this is all the prologue. Because I remember he was the protagonist, David. And the present right. day, when Dragon's family, fi- when Dragon finally finds his family, he is determined to kill them. What? And David Carter's teenage life is thrown into a devastating adventure of stopping the dragon, losing and gaining friends, and finding out who he is. Don, the
3: show is much more awesome than than it sounds from that uh, plot synopsis. Trust me.
4: <laughs> never been. And by, and
3: by the way, yes, this is my attempt to to derail this show so that we never get to actually
4: covering those issues because. To hell with virtual mortality.
0: <laughs> okay.
4: Let's, let, speaking of, let, all right. 13 episodes over, over the span of a month. It must have aired multiple times a week.
3: Yeah. I'm thinking you, I think it were both right. It was probably Monday, Wednesday, and Sunday.
4: Maybe if it that's aired, nice.
3: If it aired three, because you said it was how many? 13? Yeah. That would, that would spout right. Because it would, if it aired for four
4: weeks that would make sense yeah yeah that, that makes more sense and maybe that made it feel more epic like it was a primetime show that was like semi times a week oh yeah I'm looking at it right now okay um 13 half hour episodes that were shown as five one one-hour sec what huh. okay so they, were- because oh. they later chopped it up for Saturday mornings I remember that now okay okay so never mind they, they were shown yeah I'm looking here they, it was once a week uh, except for the final two ep- the final two episodes were like uh ba- one night after the other like like, July 6th and July 7th.
0: Okay. So, back to Clone Saga Chronicles. Clone Saga so Chronicles?
4: Nice. What's that? Is that a show? Yeah, it's a show.
0: Is it a show that, that aired right, on the kids' WB, like, Invasion of America, did. <laughs> <We know. laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: Alright, so we got two iTunes reviews. And, uh, I'm gonna apologize on this, because one of these iTunes reviews was written back in April, and I didn't realize that he had written it until the other day, when I was doing some maintenance on the site. And so, uh... Um, I'm a jerk, and I didn't read them, and I've been saying, "Hey, we need iTunes reviews." Well, we have two, so I think tonight is is the the right time to do so. So so the first one we have is uh, Jay Garrett eighty six. I think I think Don knows that guy. Maybe maybe just a little bit. Maybe maybe he uh, does another podcast in an alternate universe called Next Dimension (laughs) (laughs) Dragon Ball Z. Why you might even say his name is Jesse Garrett, and he's on your iPhone right now. His face is on my iPhone. He'll be at the uh, he wrote this back in April, and uh, so I am sorry, but his headline is "Clone Tastic." He gave it five out of five stars. He says <laughs> Clone is qu- not
4: an adjective.
0: <laughs> what have we it's done? Clone dash Tastic. <laughs> that okay. doesn't. I'm so, I love you, Jesse. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> yes, Josh and I have had this had this conversation. <laughs> we we, we
4: talked. We talked about using clones where clones shouldn't be used. Are you talking to him about that? <laughs> yes, I talked to him about. I think I talked to him about that on Air One. We
3: need we need to turn the word clone into a word like smurf that they just use for everything.
0: Ah, oh, clonist. <laughs> there, there you go. All right, so he says, quote, the hosts love this era of Spider-Man, the Spider-Man book, and it definitely shows. Even if the clone saga turned you away, give this a listen, the guys might change your mind. So, Short to the point, and uh, I appreciate it, sir. Thank you very, very much.
3: Well, I I take issue with that. Where did he ever get the impression that I like the Clone Saga?
2: For your presence (laughs) on the show, (laughs) (laughs) I'm
3: I'm present on the show because I'm some sort of masochist, that's why. Oh, stop it. You like the Ben Riley era of (laughs) Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, we all love the Clone Saga, and great stories like virtual
0: mortality. (laughs) Exactly. (sighs) Come on. You know you take a certain certain pleasure in, in ripping a story apart. I know you. Stop it. Don't lie.
3: Don't lie. It's my life so hollow and without meaning that I can only enjoy tearing things apart? Is this what it's become? As I dro- as I drop to
0: my knees and look to the sky. <laughs> nice. Well, thank you, Jesse. We appreciate it, and uh, definitely, definitely appreciate you right now. Sorry that it took so long to actually read it on the show. Uh, the next one was written in a little bit closer to now. Uh, it was written back in June. Uh, Friendly Indian is the guy's name. The headline is, A Great Podcast for a Great Era. Five out of five stars. Mm-hmm. He says, quote, The first thing I ever saw of the old webhead, besides the movies, was the I Really, Really Hate Clones episode of the 1990s show. Awesome. So, since then, I've always been interested in the Clone Saga. Now, I've he- been hearing Zach talk about this since about 2009. Thanks, you're dating the show. <laughs> Crawl Space... <laughs> I decided to listen to the podcast and loved it. This podcast has caused me to order the first Clone Saga epic trade. That's very nice. Okay, thank you. that. That really makes me happy. Uh, sorry, minor interlude. He continues, The cast is is fun to listen to and are hilarious. I love hearing one's opinions on this fantastic era of Spidey. So all in all, listen to this, in all caps. Oh, and one more thing,
1: Mary Jane.
0: How long have you been doing that? Like three years? Uh, four, dude. We've been doing that since the beginning of the show. Four years. I, I think Josh and I came up with that meme, like at the very, very. We came up with that meme before I even knew what the word meme meant. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very very much, I I, 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 friendly Indian. Um, the fact that you bought the first Clone Saga trade from the sh- just because of listening to the show has really warmed my heart and makes me happy if uh, you know if we if we if we made a couple of fans then then you know we've kind of done our job quote unquote but uh, thanks for writing in you can always leave us a uh, leave us an iTunes review on iTunes we'll read it on the show okay now on to the issues and I feel it's necessary to give background info on this era because the best way of really understanding why this sucks so hard is to know why it sucks or so or hard. <laughs> the best
4: way of understanding why something is the way it is is to understand why something is the way it is. And that, w- that, that was really profound. <laughs> yeah, right?
0: Well, I was reading my script and I realized that I said that twice. So, from Life of Riley, part 14, which you can <laughs> read your... <Jesus. laughs> You can read yourself at lifeofreillyarchives.blogspot.com if you want to follow along. Glenn's comments, okay, I mentioned, last week I mentioned the fact that we were still haunted by the success of X-Men's Age of Apocalypse storyline, and that the sales and marketing boys at Marvel were sticking their noses into the mix once again. And here's what he meant by that. The end of Greatest Responsibility could have, should have, and would have been the end of the Scarlet Spider, the end of the Clone Saga, and the beginning of the new era of Spider-Man. After all, what else was there left to accomplish at that point in terms of story? Peter had just given up the role of Spider-Man and turned it over to Ben. So time to get rolling with the new Spider-Man, right? Wrong. As you may recall, part of the Age of Apocalypse event involved, quote, canceling all the X-Books and restarting them with altered titles and new number ones. Each new X-Men title would run for four months and then revert back to its original title and numbering. Well, we were under pressure now to do the same thing with these Spider-Man books. The idea was to have each Spider-Man book retitled so that the Scarlet Spider's name would replace Spider-Man's. Amazing, Scarlet Spider, Spectacular, Scarlet Spider, and Web of Scarlet Spider. We get four new number ones out of it, and it would be a way to capitalize on the Scarlet Spider's popularity one last time before he became Spider-Man. What that meant was holding off Ben's debut... As the Spider-Man, even longer. As I recall, the sales and marketing guys wanted us to do the Scarlet Spider books for four months, four issues of each title, just like the X-Men books did it. Bob Bulansky rejected the idea, pushed for just one month, one issue of each book, and we, the e- qu- the editors and writers, weren't thrilled by any of this. But we agreed that one month was certainly better than four. As I recall, his plan was agreed upon. But then the sales and marketing boys decided that one month just wasn't enough after all and pushed for more. A compromise had to be reached. Ultimately, the plan became this. Two months of each Scarlet Spider title, with the exception of Web of Scarlet Spider, which would run for four issues, even though Ben Riley would no longer be the Scarlet Spider and would not even be in the book after a number two. I'm asking the same thing you probably are. Huh? After this time, I couldn't remember for the life of me why why we would ever agree to this scheme, so I called my good pal, Mark Bernardo, who was my fellow's Spider-Man group assistant editor back then. Mark was r- r- working directly for Bielanski, and was more, quote, in the heart of the storm than I was. As far as Mark can remember, web was extended because the sales and marketing guys felt that two more issues of a Scarlet Spider book would bring a significant amount of revenue for those two months. They believed that Scarlet Spider, the Scarlet Spider brand, so to speak, was strong enough to support this idea, even though there wouldn't even be a Scarlet Spider by the time... These last two issues came out. Ben was going to be Spider-Man by then, with a big, heavily promoted launch being touted as the return of Spider-Man, and an all-new monthly Spider-Man title were to replace Webb. Why the hell, then, would Web of Scarlet Spider still be in existence, competing against Ben's debut as Spider-Man? From an editorial standpoint, it made no sense. But the sales and marketing guys rattled off their sales projections and their statistics and whatever else they had in their arsenal, and in the end, they got what they wanted. Two more months of the Scarlet Spider. Well, not the Scarlet Spider. Have you ever gotten in trouble
2: by other writers for uh, talking this much on these? Uh...
0: I don't know. I I know that I know that there's been times like when people talked talk to Falco about it. He's like, well, he doesn't remember everything. He wasn't there at the very beginning. Sounds like he might have been. Yeah, he may have gotten in some trouble. Um, well, because I mean, he kept all the memos from that time period. Mm-hmm. So like. Like well, he couldn't have gotten in too much trouble about this because he they interviewed everybody that worked on the Clone Saga for their Clone Saga book,
4: okay. which
0: hasn't been released. But yeah, I mean, because I mean, they they did interviews <laughs> well, well, maybe with, that
4: maybe that's why it hasn't been released.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um. Well, I know that that I know they interviewed Defalco, Mackie, uh, like the Mateus, the Zago. I know they interviewed the core guys. They interviewed the editors at the time because. Because it really was a wild and crazy time, but yeah, I mean, so Donovan, does that does that explanation you know pique your curiosity now as to why this thing sucks so hard? It'll have to do
4: <laughs> so <laughs> so, so the the editors had their own ideas, but the sales guys just you know got in the way. It's like they invaded them like an invasion <laughs> in a Amer- an invasion in America. How could you do that? <laughs> What?
5: E- easily,
0: yeah. that was a reach. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit of a reach. Yeah, I don't. So, care. <laughs> uh, so okay. So, Web of Scrawl Spider number one is written by DeZaga with a plot coming from the Falco. The artwork is from Paris Carnunos. The issue opens with Scrawl Spider taking on some thugs and being accused of being the other guy. He's saving a particular guy from being mugged. He takes one guy out with a stinger, who makes the comment of being the other guy, and uh, Ben, being played by Lorenzo Lamas, slings uh, away. He takes off his mask, and, and then his spider sense begins to go off. He chases a helicopter through the streets of Manhattan, and they attach a giant magnet to the top of, the, of a van. Spin spider sense tells him not to kick the perp, and therefore he doesn't. He uses his impact webs to snag him, but it releases gas from the suit. We learn that the, there were chips that were being that were stolen that they were trying to steal again. Doc Ock with the lady farts is angry because she didn't get her chips. We then interlude needlessly to the penthouse apartment of Seaward Trainer, who does his a- best absent-minded professor impression. Ben proceeds to then get a gas mask from him. Mister So ma- gets his in- then gets his introduction by making a guy sleep with the fishes. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, Uh, Ben is trying to get a job. you told
4: me Troy McClure was dead. No, I didn't say he was. I said he sleeps with the fishes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to get that reference in there, but (laughs) thank you for
0: doing it for me. (laughs) But luckily, a waitress trips, and Ben, or excuse me, Ben is trying to get a job from different and various places, and he finally settles on Club Noir. But is originally rejected. But luckily, a waitress trips, and Ben does his best. Tobey Maguire and Spider-Man one impression. He's then on patrol for the second attempt to get the chips. But this time, it's in a police van. So armed with his new, new his shiny new gas masks, he realizes quickly it's needless as as the suit is no longer gas gasified, but more electrified. Uh, ben has been stunned and kicked out of the airplane. He then, desperate to to maneuver his way, he decides instantaneously to create a hang glider from his webbing, which takes him out to the East River, where he then decides to create skis. He then falls into the water. Mr. So is pissed, since he didn't get his chips at this time, and the issue ends with the reveal of Mr. So as the owner of Club Noir. Alright, so guys, what are your thoughts on this issue? Uh, We'll go with Josh.
4: Let me look at my notes, which were that the cover that cover is awesome, very iconic, and one of the best things to come out of not only this issue but the whole Scarlet Spider month.
0: In fact, I absolutely agree. It wasn't I, I, this image has been used a lot um, in other places? This image is the actual image of the Scarlet Spider uh, that's on the Facebook page.
2: Oh, very good. By, by uh, Steve Butler, right?
0: Yes, it's the last artwork that. Well, no the next-to-last artwork by Stephen Butler in the Clone Before Saga.
4: Before he died. Yeah, I was, no. I was like, oh, well, at least I'll have some Stephen Butler art to look forward to, and then I opened the book, and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs>
5: <sighs>
4: um, in case we forgot this was the 90s, we have a Dumber Than Gump reference by Ben Riley. Yes. and I guess, I remember a big deal was made when he got his own apartment at the beginning of the Clone Saga. I guess he's living with Trainer now, you know, because of roommate hijinks, and... <laughs> yeah. Um I think that it's really specific that the owner of this nightclub is being told, Now tell me everything that's going on. Okay, we hired a new guy named Briley, Ben Riley. That that is awfully specific, you know, for like the owner to know. I I
5: Yeah, like like, like
4: yeah, I absolutely <laughs> Especially agree. with the emphasis put on his name, as if it means something to him. Like, I need to know about everything going on. Just say, oh, well, I hired a new waiter, and then, like, move on to the next thing. Like, you know, profit margins, and, um, you know. <laughs> yeah,
3: it seems particularly funny, because that's the only thing we ever see him mention. Like, w- is that really what you would lead
0: with if you were running a business? Yeah, like, like sales are up, sales are down. Right. <laughs> we, we hired a new waiter.
4: <laughs> Riley, <Then> Riley. <laughs>
0: nothing, nothing of real significance happened. Riley, eh? Yeah.
4: Didn't you um, I, I, otherwise, I don't have a lot to say about the issue. It's like, um, I would, I was, I usually look forward to <laughs> ripping apart plot holes and bad stuff, but honestly, this was just boring and mundane. It's there was no, there was no plot to rip apart. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there's nothing to rip apart. Um, though the, there'll yeah. be some more in the next few issues, but yeah, this was.
0: Uh, this was all set up and that's pretty much what it was boiled down
4: yeah I mean we we got our usual recap and everything and it's I don't know I wish that they would have put something else in here you know like an invasion of America or something like that stop (laughs) it one of the best trolls ever (laughs)
2: Uh,
4: they made a vow their mother would be
0: (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh, Donovan what's your thoughts you know, the funny thing
2: about this issue is that, like, uh, I was reading it, and I was like, you know, well, this is 90s, up and out of the a-. But, like, <laughs> halfway through it, um actually, no actually, not halfway through it, but, like, as the fight scene in the beginning kind of plays it out, I was like, this seems, some, something's weird about this. I can't put my finger on what it is, but something's a bit odd about this story and the artwork, and I'm seeing, like, mainly in Scar- Scarlet Spiders posing. And then once I get to the scene where Ben gets his job at Club Noir... And I see this, like, you know, the Tobey Maguire scene that predated by, like, eight, year, eight or nine years. Um, my, my Something snapped in my mind, and I think, I actually think I saw this issue when it first came out. Because that image of a, uh, that, that scene of him uh, catching a drink, really, like, it was like deja vu. Although, I, rem- I remember, I feel like, I've read this before, but, like, I've not, thought, I've not thought nor have seen this issue in years and years and years. It's actually kind of weird. But like that kind of puts it as a, I can't really say it's nostalgic because I barely remember this. But um, the fact that, I, that I've seen before kind of brings back some small like like grade school memories of like my thoughts on the issue that like I didn't know what was going on or you know I could I could barely even tell that Ben Riley was spy- uh, Scarlet Spider. Uh, the issue itself is about as is it's about as you know surface level as, as it as it gets. Like you know there's no there's nothing really to this. It's it's nineties but it's not bad. It's not—it's not, it's not great, but like it's—it's it's like inoffensive blandness. I think the worst thing about it is, are the colors, which are just uninspired, and like you know, they look—they've like been left out in the sun too long. There's some interesting mm. artistic choices, like how the uh, impact of webbing captures that one guy at the very beginning, almost like a symbiote. I don't really like how Ben Riley is drawn, but I love how Scarlet Spider is drawn. I, th- I thought a lot of the poses when he was trying to get to that helicopter at the beginning were really awesome. I re- I really did like the pose. I, mean, I-, I thought the art was like, like like hit or miss, but Scarlet Spider looked great in this. So um, I mean, it w- it w- this wasn't great. that The issues get like more nonsensical as it gets on. God knows, but this was you know it wasn't great, but it wasn't awful either. It, it, has- it actually had some good, interesting points, um, barring my you know I don't know my mind wipe or whatever. <laughs>
4: <laughs> there's a there's a rule somewhere in like an artist handbook that says if you want to make it seem like someone's been through a lot, you must give them longer hair and an unshaven face. The rule was yes. written in the nineties. Yeah, otherwise people will be too stupid to realize that this person's you know, been through a lot. You know. Yeah,
0: yeah, and, well, you notice he's clean shaven at the beginning of this arc, and then we'll we'll talk about that later. George, give us your two cents.
3: Oy, 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 um Like, like uh, Josh said, the cover is very, very good. That's probably the best thing. Of, that is certainly the best thing about this entire arc, I think, is just that
0: one cover. Hey folks, brief interlude here just to mention real quickly that this particular cover that we're talking about uh, with um, Web of the Scarlet Spider number one is actually the same cover that was used for the first Ben Riley epic book trade. Which collects this story and the, and the following month, as well as sensational number zero, so I thought I would mention that because we didn't mention that, I don't think, in the recording at all. So anyway, back to the show.: But um art is
3: pr- the first couple of pages, like Don said, look really good, but then after that, it just drops off a cliff. like I, I can almost imagine a situation where the artist is sitting there drawing. And uh, they're like, you know, you have a month to finish this issue. And he's like, oh, okay. So, you know, he finishes, uh, you know, stuff on time for the first week or so. And then they're like, oh, uh, yeah, we have to, you have to finish the rest of it in a week because we changed the shipping schedule. And then all of a sudden he just had to rush through the last bunch of pages because those pages look bad, especially in terms yeah. of the storytelling. Like, I have no idea what's happening on on half of those pages because it, it feels like there are just panels missing everywhere. Where, like, any of the transitional actions are just not present. Where it's just, like, major action, major action, major action, but you're wondering how the hell he got from one major action to the yeah, next. Yeah,
0: like, 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 I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, the scene where he makes the freaking the hang glider? Right. Like, how did he get to a tropical island in the middle of freaking nowhere? Like, like, that's what the artwork kinda you. <laughs> you yeah. there's there's of kind of tells you. You see a bunch of these trees, and... That. Yeah. <sighs> like, yeah, you know, like the one thing I will say about this is like when he says blast, the first thing that popped in my head was freaking the '90s cartoon show. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, but and Don hit on the one big problem with the artwork, which is why is everything so neon colored? Like, like that scene that she just mentioned is a perfect example. Or like he's flying through the air, and it, it, the sky is four different colors on that page. And this is like, <laughs> how does this happen? Like, where is
4: he? Virtual reality.
3: Is he inside of a kaleidoscope? Is that what's happening? (laughs)
4: Uh, Jeez.
3: And just to harp on that page for one last second, this is a very, very, very minor complaint, but it's something that gets on my nerves all the time, is when writers go out of their way to introduce some sort of scientific concept to try to seem like they're smart, but then they get the concept wrong completely. And on that page, he just randomly has a thought bubble that says, 32 feet per second, which, you're probably wondering what the hell that is. I think he's trying to refer to gra- the gravitational acceleration of the Earth, except that that's 32 feet per second squared, as anyone who's taken physics can tell you.
2: Uh, so I how, how how large the glider is going to be.
3: Well, uh, that doesn't make sense because why would time be involved? But anyway, like the, the point is, they introduce like a random, like scientific concept and just completely screwed it up. <laughs>
0: here comes the engineer. Here comes the engineer coming out of Droid. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: It's like I've, I've
0: had to deal with... even science, science. Um,
3: uh, yeah, not much movement of the plot. This one's pretty bad, but not in the offensively bad way that the rest of this arc is. So. Are we giving grades for this stuff?
0: Because I don't has any. Yes, we will. We will give grades. Okay. Uh, I was gonna go. Ra- I was gonna get my thoughts and then go around the horn. Oh, okay. Uh, Do that then. Yeah. I'll, I, to get my thoughts, I have a certain bit of nostalgia for this issue because I love that cover. I remember staring at that cover for you know a while when I first bought this book. I first bought this book at um, one of the very first comic shops outside of my well the ver- the first comic shop outside of my of, out of my uh out of my hometown that I had ever bought another comic book at it was in oklahoma city and i was at my my grandfather's house and we bought this and i remember saying man there's a whole series of scarlet spider stuff yes <laughs> you're in luck <laughs> <laughs> i'm like and then you know my i, I look at my 9-year-old or my 10-year-old self at this time and i'm like sorry bro um that won't happen for another, you know, 10, 15 years. Anyway, but, um, <laughs> but don't yeah. Don't worry, it'll
4: run forever. Forever. <laughs> yeah. Forever.
0: Forever. It forever. It will never end, except when you say it was going to, oh, issue 25 would be a good jumping off point. Oh, wait.
4: Is uh, your arm sore from patting yourself on the back? A little bit. Hey, I
0: don't, I don't get a chance to say that I'm right on something very often. Usually everybody insults me, so when I when I have, you know, a, a minor win I have to kind of exploit it. Leave me alone. I get insulted on my own show. Anyway, <laughs> I agree with everybody's assessment on this. The artwork really starts off as pretty decent. Um through the first third of the issue, but the last two thirds is just wow. Um wholly inconsistent. That's just the best way of describing it. And, you know, the, there's a lot of plot conveniences, and, and I, 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 there's, there's a little bit more from Life of Riley, but I'll read that after we kind of get through the, uh, the rundown um, of the last issue, because I think it, it kind of ties everything together as to why everything's so bad. But, um, you know, if I was to give a grade, I would give this uh, a C-minus. Uh, it's not terrible, but it's not great at all. I I, I think, yeah, uh, C minus.
2: See, I was going to give it a C plus because I find it very inoffensive. I mean, I mean the art lets it down by the end of the issue, but uh, I don't know. Like, like it kind of sets some stuff up and doesn't really seem like it's, like it's going somewhere terrible later on. So, like, it's uh, mm-hmm. kind of a bait and switch.
0: Yeah,
4: Josh. Yeah. Because there was no point in its existence, and the story was boring, and the art was a tra- I'll give it a D for the cover. The cover was good enough that it brings it up one letter grade. Right? Peer pressure. That, that, that wasn't any peer pressure. That was you know, um, a, a, a brief moment of mercy that, that came before me. You know, it's okay, Gerard. I'm giving this one a D plus
3: for pretty much all the reasons I laid out. It's just, just it's, it's dull and stupid. And doesn't really.
0: It's pointless. It got the plus. The only reason it didn't get an F is because the cover.
3: And also, somebody yells out "cyber neural inductors," which is which I just (laughs) find funny.
0: (laughs) Oh yes. All right. So, amazing Scarlet Spider number one is going to be is going to be ran down by Gerard. Gerard.
3: That's true. Amazing Scarlet Spider number one, or or if you want to, if you like abbreviations, ass number one.
0: So appropriate for these these two months. Uh,
3: the, the title is Virtual Mortality Part Two, Violated by the Virtual. Which is, I'm not even going there. That that's that describes everything <laughs> no. about this arc. Without be having to say anything, uh, as a plot by Tom Defalco once again, a script by Mike Lackey. Where have I heard this name before? He wrote uh, Planet of the Symbiotes, right?
0: Oh dear, I, I'd forgotten about Mike Lackey. But go on. Uh, what happened pencil- in
3: Planet of the in Planet of the Symbiotes? No, I'm just asking. Mike, did Mike Lackey write that?
0: Is that where I know that? No, that was uh, that was Lion, Is That where right? the
4: symbiotes, like try and take over the earth. So
0: there's an invasion. Yeah, that- there's an invasion for America. An <laughs> 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 America and the rest of the earth. Yes. Uh, <laughs> script by Mike Lackey.
3: Pencils by Mark Bagley. Inks by Larry Mollstad. And colors by Bob Sharon. We begin in a lab somewhere in New York. Two well-dressed crooks with Liefeldian-looking guns are there to steal something from purple-suited scientists on behalf of Mr. Soap. Finally, it's found by the crook that sort of looks like an illegitimate son of, like, Brian Michael Bendis and The Impossible Man. He's like a bald guy with a really pointy head.
0: With a really bad goatee. Yeah,
3: he has like this like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's sort of like Worf's mustache from Star Trek The Next Generation. I didn't even Generation. notice that until
2: just now. I thought it was, like, like inking or whatever.
3: I, yeah, I thought it was Laugh Lines until I got later in the issue, and I'm like, my God, he has a Klingon like,
4: mustache. It, it looks like his head is a bullet. Is <laughs> <laughs> that what you thought us? It's a magic bullet. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, it is
3: the new experimental virtual reality visor, which, which that's an actual quote from the comic. He actually very expositionally says that. One of the scientists placed a call to Dr. Octopus, who reminds him that she doesn't want anyone stealing her stuff. Don't we all? She hits the M5 destruct button, oh different, from, different from N1 through N4, I assume, and uh, blows the place to Kingdom Come, which is a much better comic. There's nothing to do with this. Swing, <laughs> swinger, <laughs> swinging around doing nothing, Ben takes notice of the resultant explosion, going in with a, a strange case of rookie jitters that, that doesn't quite make sense. Mm-hmm. He's fired at by one of the scientists. He tussled with the aforementioned scientist and takes the visor from him, and then, for some reason, runs off with it when the police arrive on the scene, noting that it looks like the VR helmet that Seaward Trainer made from an earlier issue, ASM 406. Ben heads to his new job at Club Noir, while Ock pitches a fit over what has happened to her lab, sending a fellow by the name of Wade to investigate. Over at the vault, one Norton G. Fester, alias the Looter, has been released after finishing his sentence. Naturally, he immediately takes a wad of cash and a limo ride from a shady character in a purple science suit. As people who are recently released from prison tend to do. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ben is hard at work, with his lascivious coworker decides to sexually harass him. Ben doesn't want, isn't into it, though. So he notices that Orlando, the Bendis dude from earlier, is uh, cutting a trail through the kitchen. So dismisses his failure of a goon quickly, and then reports to the lack of success to the screen on his wall, peeking out from behind some curtains. Because so, like Ock, is taking orders from the power of cyberspace. Ben, head home, heads, ben heads home after work, running into a hot number named Carrie Bradley, a broker that lives in the building.
5: I after her up, hair.
3: <laughs> oh boy, you really want to note this for uh, for future reference? Uh, crap, I don't have the issue open really? right now. I think I think it was orange. It was like orange, right?
4: Yeah, it was like she's like an orange redhead in this issue. Okay, in right, this right. issue, right. <laughs> and and, and her hair cousin. is and let's see. Her hair is what length? Because that fluctuates. It's about <laughs> shoulder <laughs>
0: length.
3: Yeah, shoulder she has length. a sort of shaggy eighties looking cut there.
0: Like Pat Benatar.
3: Yeah, exactly like Cri- that, crickets, crickets, crickets.
0: Uh
3: where was I? Hey,
0: Pat Benatar was hot. So just saying.
4: Continue. I think that her songs <laughs> encourage too much spousal abuse. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hit me with your best shot yeah.
4: After a brief conversation Ben
3: gets to the apartment and shows Seaward the visor Like a slack-jawed idiot Seaward immediately puts the helmet on And gets his brain puddinged
0: He's already virtual, I have much more experience in virtual reality. I'll be okay.
3: Yeah, and two seconds later
0: <laughs> <laughs> a virtual battle
3: ensues and Ben joins in on the fiasco by putting on the aforementioned VR helmet. The This guy called VR37 it, it is like a AI bad dude or something that starts fighting with Seaward. He not Sorry. <laughs> exactly, because so, this is how virtual reality works. He conjures up some virtual foes for Ben to fight. Venom, uh. Lady Ock, and Stunner! Nyuk nyuck, wink, wink. Virtual reality Stunner. <laughs> Later, a virtual Spider-Man shows up to exposit some on-the-nose commentary. A confusing battle ends, with Seaward's brain smoking, and poor Dr. Trainer doing his best O-face. <laughs> no, no, ben, of course, no. played himself, leaving this matter to be continued.
5: Dancer. It's all his fault.
2: Oh God, yeah, he does say
0: that. <laughs> the first thing I was when I was rereading this was I was thinking of Donovan, like it's all my fault, Dance Lord. <laughs> his
3: his brain has got comatose after virtual reality, just like Gwen. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> and no, all that stairs packet. It's benefit. all my fault because I said, hey, don't put that helmet on. And he put it on. And then when he was beat, and then when the battle happened, like I warned him it would, I came in to assist him in the battle. So yeah, somehow it's all my fault. That would be like if. If I was, you know, if, well, because Zach and I were we're in, were in a street somewhere, and Zach said, I'm going to play in traffic, and I said, Zach, don't play in traffic. Zach went to play in traffic. I jumped in front of a bunch of cars, like, you know, to, like, move Zach out of the way, and Zach still got hit by a car. How would that be my fault?
0: Well, because the cars manifested themselves as virtual reality, and therefore, you know, the manifestations wouldn't have occurred because, you know, Manifestation of Carnage was the one that, that, that caused the injury to Seaward Drainer's brain. I can't say speak through this without laughing. <laughs> Sorry. This is this is this is, this, is, this is... this is... this is really bad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, dear. Why is... Okay. Question. Why is Seaward in his Scientist suit? Remember, he's, he's got his... Fight, he's he's giant a science crime.
4: Somebody's the laws of physics to the <laughs> science mobile.
3: <laughs> Zach, it's even better than that. When Ben first walks in, in that panel, you see Seawards in regular clothes, and then three panels later, he's wearing a science suit. <laughs> <laughs> he
2: did the, the Sailor Moon Transformation.
3: Yeah, like I'm looking at his face in that one panel, at the close-up of him, and I'm imagining him getting naked in front of Ben as he switches into his
4: science suit, big old smile on his face, with <laughs> that big old shitty grin on his face. Oh, my, my favorite clothes transition is Ben going to virtual reality, and I quote, "And I'm in costume. The VR helmet must be highlighting my subconscious mind's need to protect my secret identity." I know. <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, but I better say the postulations for later. God, dude! Uh, if I need a if I need a dictionary, or in this case an iPhone, postulations really. Zach, somebody Zach, you don't know what the word postulate. Yes, I know what that means. <laughs> just <the> Zach, fact. <laughs> uh, oh, just, uh, it's like trying to sound smart and sciency without just just stop it, Defalco. Uh, that was way too convenient. The whole like oh, <laughs>
4: It's a good thing I still have some of my spider powers left over, as we use this, you know. <laughs> <top footage>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, and then like Seaward trainer like makes up a freaking suit of armor.
4: Oh yeah, he's like, like don't worry, the- man. Arm- in here, I in here I have the power to like do all this stuff. Like, <laughs> may the power protect you. I, I, whenever <laughs> I go inside my internet and I try and make my own suit of armor, it just always comes out, you know, like like cardboard. <laughs> this yeah. reminds me of all those uh, crappy
3: astral plane battles you always saw in the X-Men cartoons yeah like let's randomly yeah. have medieval suits and like bases and stuff and not explain any of this yeah. and it's like if you have the power to do anything why would you be doing like making like stupid like metal shields and stuff
2: this is like the training room yeah. for like, like 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 one of the Spider-Man games where you're like I think like at one point in front the Danger Room. It's, it's kind of like that. Completely <laughs> press,
4: press A twice. The double joke. I never understood the Danger Room from the actual animated series. <laughs> it's 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 hard. Like
3: constructs of of virtual
0: reality holograms, science. This yeah, it's just so on so many levels. This doesn't work clearly. We will we'll I mean, name all of them. <laughs> Uh, Donovan, go first,
2: because, wow. Who, me? Um, yeah, you. Yeah. All well, oh, three of us? I'm sorry for some positives, because, like, I mean, you know, Bagley, that's nothing but awesome. I, I've seen better from him, but I, I prefer to blame that on the inker, because I, can, I can't stay mad at him. Um, Although, I will say that, like... I can't quit you. I do think, and this is this is totally, like, you know, how I attempt to draw Spider-Man eyes. Uh, I think that scar Spider's eyes are inconsistently drawn, because to differentiate from Peter's mask, the eyes are a bit more angular, and I think that, like, I, I know that, like, Bagley tends to draw them more rounded, as Spider-Mans usually are, every now and then, so they, they kind of, like, differentiate from panel to panel, but nobody cares about that. Except maybe Gerard. But, I mean, besides that, you know, it's, it's a Mark Bagley artwork, and those are always, it's better than the last time, and that's the best artwork of the entire month. Um, And I like, I, I kind of like, like, the, uh, like the social tension that Ben has with like, um, you know, not Mary Jane number one and not Mary Jane number two, it's, it's, it's also fun to see Bagley draw females. Um, but like, this is just this <laughs> is this is this this, this is crap. I mean, this really is. I mean, I've never been interested in virtual reality in terms of reading in a comic book because that's like a that's like a ethereal three dimensional experience. Why would I want to read about that in a two dimensional Medium, so I don't understand like you know why Marvel kept jacking off to the idea of it. It just doesn't make. I mean, like not only that, but, like why are you trying to fight people? Why is it, why is that always why is that always a facet?
0: Because virtual reality is evil.
2: He's like,
3: like
2: you I'll be just fine. And then like he's immediately curb stomped by this monster.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you know what the problem is? Don? Virtual reality is like the uh, is like the the easy catch all way to just write whatever you want. Because you could just make up anything and have no rules behind it. So, like, if you just want to stu- just have Seaward Trainer and Ben Riley just fight, like, Venom, Carnage, and Dr. Octopus, and Stunner, and some giant dude, and, y- you know, Megabyte, and Mainframe, and, like... <laughs> 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 like you just throw them into, oh, virtual reality, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's sort of virtual reality is to the '90s what nuclear power was to the '60s. Like
2: you could just be like, oh yeah, yeah, oh, nuclear <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Like what radiation was in the sixties and what Russia was in the eighties.
3: <laughs> exactly.
2: Like yeah. Why is Arnold
3: Schwarzenegger on a, on a with a giant gun on this island? Russians. Yeah. Okay.
4: Well, it's a lot ah, of what's happening to make them easy? Out. That's the virtual reality. Virtual reality. <laughs> Isn't that stuff dangerous?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Here's, here's the, you know. You know what the really annoying thing is about these this this nineties era of Spider Man or. Comics in general, It's that like they always go always gloss over the emotional reactions to these these you know this mind blowing crap, where like. There's this one panel says, Seabird doesn't answer, he doesn't allow the rising need to scream, to shout, to run, to overshadow what he must do. That might be interesting if we actually see the character go through that, you know, without any dialogue or panels or whatever. But no, we're just, we're just told this in this tossed-off narration box, while he's, like, you know, just herping and derping against these, like, mid-bosses. It's like, it's like the freaking mid-boss in Maximum Carnage in the Genesis, like, you know, we gotta break the defensive force lab, and you can't freaking beat him because he's impossible. But, like, I mean,
5: it's just it's –
2: it, this This is really intelligence insulting crap. Like, why I'm, – I'm sure there's a reason why he's being attached, but, like, Jesus Jones. I mean, like, what, why did you bring this – does it even make – Jesus Jones. Does it even make sense to bring in the symbiotes? Like, you know, like, oh, no. It's, I mean, I, I like seeing back draw them, but, like, I don't know. It, like, it, it really, like, boggles the mind. Virtual reality is not, you know you're not, – you're not omnipotent, even though they try to say that you are.
3: By 90s comics logic, virtual reality is just omnipotence. That's part of the problem. It's a, it's a it's yeah. an easy narrative shortcut
0: cop out. It, it was it was it was so so lazy, <laughs> and I don't want to call it lazy. No, it, but it, it, it's 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 abject contempt for the audience.
2: I mean, Spider Man is not supposed to be like this. Maybe if you want to add tension, you know, yeah. the 90s. I mean, you got to be. I mean, Tom of all things should be ashamed of himself.
0: <laughs> well, uh, you know what? I, I let me let me talk about talk about that because I was going to bring this whole bring this tie this up with the, with the life of Riley comments because there was some more comments that were made when they were specifically talking about this month in in, in the uh, life of Riley series, which is part fifteen. If you wanted to follow along, he says uh, that he touched upon the origins that last time. They wanted it and pushed for it. The biggest difference between the two stunts was that Age of Apocalypse was a well-planned, conceptually strong, story-driven project that was generated by the X-Men editorial staff and writers. The Scarlet Spider stunt, on the other hand, was something that the Spider-Man editors and writers were pressured into doing and was agreed to with absolutely no story concept or overall theme in place. Once it was agreed to, the Spider-Man team had to scramble desperately to throw something, anything together in a very short amount of time, which could be marketed and promoted and hyped in the sales catalog. I'll look back at those Scarlet Spider books, and I see a real sloppiness to them, a real ugliness. And I think this was all born from the conditions in which they were created. This is not a venture in which anyone could take any sort of creative pride in the fact that the deadlines were horrendous didn't exactly help matters. Half the artists working on those Scarlet Spider issues weren't even the regular Spider-Man guys. They were fill-in artists pulled in at the last minute, and it showed. Even Mark Bagley's work suffered in the, on those issues, in my opinion. Look at Mark's work before and after those Scarlet Spider issues and see if you don't agree with me on this. Bottom line, there was no way in hell this was going to measure up quality-wise to Age of Apocalypse. Okay, thank you. So... So that I mean all this stuff that we're saying absolutely is explained that oh yeah we we had to throw this together in like a week, yeah,
3: Tom Defalco is sitting uh, on the crapper one day and he and he pulls out like he just pulls out a pen and writes on some toilet paper, virtual reality, and then he, and then he puts the toilet paper in the fax machine and sends it to whoever the hell has to approve this. Uh, like, oh, Bob Budiansky probably, and he's sitting there in his office, and a little, and the little thing comes out. Oh, virtual reality! Go! We'll hire this guy that we haven't heard of, and uh, Gil Kane <laughs> isn't dead yet, right? We can get him to draw one
0: of these, and then and then they just went with it.
2: <laughs> well, you say draw, <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, so, well, and, and 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 I'll point, I'll make a, I'll make a point later, but uh, yeah, I mean, so. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, Donovan. This is an insulting story on just so many levels. I, I think it's
2: insulting on a very fundamental level that the the very idea of virtual reality. First of all, they get it wrong, but like you know, they don't know that at this point. But like, I mean, like just the idea yeah. will, will will make a story is like the antithesis of what Spider-Man should be about. I don't care if it is Peter Parker or Ben Riley. Like, like this crap about science. This isn't even science. This this is like this is like faux magic realism.
0: Yeah, it's like it's it, yeah. It, it absolutely is flow magic realism. That's that's a that's a that's going to be the new phrase for this faux magic realism. Josh, what are your thoughts? I
4: thought that it was weird that um, they're like building up these love interests when I'm assuming editorial wise they know that like this is just filler stuff until the main title. So it's like they're they're setting up stuff that they know is going to go nowhere with both of these you know women. And why would they do that? Like, it's not like a a Spider-Man interim book needs, absolutely needs a love interest. Um, Right. Like I said, the virtual reality fight was ridiculous, and I thought that the line about, you know, his costume was very, very convenient. Uh, The the, 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 the Bagley art is one of the redeeming things about this issue, but, like, you know, um, I I don't like... yeah, I don't get comics for the art, I get it for the story. You know, the art is a bonus, and good art can make or break a story, but good art can't, you know, make a bad story good. Yeah. Oh, I, I, Gerard, I, do, I do love
2: the inclusion of uh, the looter, because I like the looter. Wait.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the Zago,
0: that's one of his best characters.
3: Right, because he Which shows he up later in Sensational, right? He does, he does. Gerard, what's your in thought? fact, I just realized this has nothing to do with anything, but the uh, the uh, the Spider-Man family issue they did as a tribute to Mike Waringo after he died was written by DeZago and had the Looter in it.
0: Yep. Oh yeah. Anyway. What the? Huh. Yeah, the Looter shows up like several times with DeZago's writing. Oh yeah. Like probably three or four times. I, I can't even remember. Yeah, because I know he shows up even after. Ben dies. Like he shows up. A couple of, he showed up during the, <laughs> I love it. Um, he shows up in the uh, uh during Identity Crisis. Yes. Because he's like he's like loot 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 and he's trying to he's got his little pet rock with him and he's like you know trying to break into the safe and then Peter Parker's in there with the the Hornet. I'm costume. glad
3: you brought that up because I was just going to ask. What did Looter seem out of character in this issue to you?
0: <laughs> the one he,
3: family was in well he, he, for starters he's clearly not insane which is like the fundamental <laughs> aspect of the character that's carried through all this of you
2: are insane he, he was just like you know like, like com- comic booky diabolical
3: well no 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 he was driven nuts by that rock that was the entire yeah. point of the character like he was just some nut like he was a-, a scientist beforehand but then he just became a total nutcase because of moon spores or whatever the hell was going on when did,
2: when did, when did he yes, you're right when, did he was- when was he sent to the vault because he was never even that big of a deal
3: think they just throw everybody in the vault though yeah
0: like, like there's a certain prison. point where they're like yeah, like, like he's sitting in prison and they're like hey don't you have superpowers yeah you're going to the vault why I haven't I've been on good you the toilet? no you're going you're going to the vault what you have superpowers. You're going to the vault. Okay. There's a breakout every week, so don't worry about it.
3: Yeah. Uh, we got the Punisher in custody. Let's just send him to the general population. Nothing bad could possibly happen.
2: <laughs> they one of those times where like the Punisher and Bulls are in the
4: same cell. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Uh, yeah. He and even and released and they're... the
4: looter. A man twice convicted of attempted murder. Is that the kind of man you can trust? <laughs> Vote looter.
0: Uh, good <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. Anyway. So my thoughts, Hold on. My I haven't even given of... any
3: thoughts on this yet. <laughs> oh, I was talking okay. crap about the looter. Um, <laughs> like like Josh said, good, uh, Bagley is good. I mean, he made the story easier to follow. I think. Although the, for, the, the unfortunate. Yeah, the unfortunate part of the, of that equation though was that the the actual story in this was just god awful. Well, well. Okay. Let me let me let me let me fix that. Um... I thought the 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 issue was actually not bad until he gets to Seaward's apartment and then Seaward's like, ooh, science, and puts the helmet on for no, the, the visor on for no reason. That That's like the, that's the point of the, it's like when you're watching episode one and you just, and that's the, you know, you just see uh, Jake Lloyd walk onto camera and you're like, oh no, it, it, like, this is the, it's over.
4: Like, the that's virtual like, reality helmet says, are you an angel?
3: <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it's like, oh. Once he puts on that virtual reality mask, it goes from being a, a somewhat decent, inoffensively bad story to just being one of the worst god <laughs> things you've ever, you've ever <laughs> read in your life.
2: <laughs> Where like, not offending you to guaranteeing to offend you.
3: <laughs> right, we're just like, we're just going to throw everything out the window. And it's like, we have we have two days to finish this issue, and we're just going to do whatever the hell, like, get, it fills up the page count, and we don't care. Like, the, the, to, to what Don said, like, how sometimes you look at certain things and it insults you, I, the laziness of this just insults me, <laughs> where you look <laughs> at it and you're like, no one cared about what they were doing, and that's kind of sad. Well, maybe Bagley cared, because, you know, it's, it's good artwork, but... Like, nobody cared.
2: Nobody I mean, cared. I mean, when you look at the scene where, like, a uh, trainer first gets in the thing, he's like, it says, "Like you know, moments later, Seaward Trainer is standing amidst a strange new world, a reality completely made up of computer chips and imagination." seaward gasps, his breath taken away by the size and scope of this new reality. He is a scientist, a man of figures and formulas. He was unprepared to experience such beauty.
3: It was like one small panel. <laughs> it's wow. like, oh.
4: That's like a porn. That's like, <laughs> it, it, it's like. It's also worth to, <laughs> He was never <laughs> meant to experience this type of emotion before. It's, it's also, also worth, worth. He, he can never. Can I sound a beauty?
3: It's worth pointing out, Seaward Trainer previously invented a virtual reality helmet, which his issue mentions more than once. So if he steps into a virtual reality world, he really shouldn't be all that surprised by what he sees, assuming that he tested that helmet a couple of times.
2: The virtual reality pornographer?
3: Oh. I was I was creating
0: virtual babes. Let me create a, a virtual Carrie Bradley. And yeah. Was was he was he was he making like like uh, JPEG images show up on your computer that would take like two hours to load? <laughs> Zach, are
3: you are you saying that you got some interesting pop ups back in the AOL days?
0: Yeah, like it now. Or or we did some we did some Yahoo searches.
2: Why is even his costume? He's not leaving the house. <laughs> and
3: again, he randomly changes too. He wasn't even in the costume when Ben got there.
2: Moon Prism Power, yeah, and all a... of a sudden he's just like Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> he's,
3: he's always so ready so for, for science.
0: <laughs> I am too, but damn, I don't, I don't have a freaking leotard. Book. Why does Why does he wear have a costume? Just, we've, we've discussed this before, but yeah, how is he supposed to be? He, he's like he's like
2: Jack too. I know I know it's like you know comic book art artwork where everybody is always muscular. But, like, I mean, I mean, his his ass is, is, like, delicious in these issues. It's like, how... Oh, wow. is it like in his 50s or 60s? <laughs>
5: I'm
4: sorry. I don't know. That was a bit much. <laughs> well, you might even say that he's been using a personal trainer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> maybe that's that chick from the elevator does you don't you see her like fighting
2: people in the next issue? Oh yeah, maybe she, she, yeah. she like trains like like Nicole Kidman in Batman Forever. I
4: was just gonna <laughs> <say that. laughs> Oh, there, 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 there's a oh, Nicole Kidman from Batman Forever scene, you know, in the next issue. That's why that's what I mean. I was like well, I was gonna save that for next time, but yeah, you
2: beat me to it. Rocco, is that well, a your term?
4: Well, I use the virtual reality helmet to invade your thoughts, and then next I'll use it to invade America. (laughs) Were you controlling with that for God's
3: sake? Josh, (laughs) don't don't stop, Josh. Uh, Okay, anyway, I think I've I've exhausted my allotment of time, because we could talk about this issue all day.
0: Yeah, I mean this 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 may be what I what I s what I said at the very beginning what was my opening statement. The uh the so epic that uh it break the internet and ha- the internet would never be the same. This this is exactly what I was talking about. Uh, it would never be this bad again. It will never be this bad again. Till next month. This to me was uh, you know, I, I, in the past, I've described this, this particular two months of Spider-Man issues as the jump into the pit of doom moment for the Clone Saga. This is really the worst of the worst. Oh, and, and oh I,
4: Peter hit his pregnant wife in the
0: face and joined the uh, Jackal in this issue? <laughs> well, okay. I Okay, those were bad issues, but they didn't insult my intelligence the way that this issue did. No, they, like, they like, just like, had uh, the
4: protagonist of the book join the jackal after punching his pregnant wife in the face.
0: Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> No, but I, I, I would put this on par with Maximum Clonage in, into bad. Like, right, like Maximum Clonage where Peters joins the jackal. I know you're going to argue with me on this, but you're, you're damn I'm right. I will <laughs> <laughs> because this thing sucks. Both of them suck. Just one sucks differently than the other. Yeah, yeah. One
4: sucks because it's a boring story. The other one sucks because it betrays virtually everything about the character.
0: Well, there you go. So we're in agreement. Okay. Anyway, Sea Raider, why does he have what? Why is he in like gold Power Ranger armor? Um, he's the gold ranger <laughs> why, why, oh. why is he the gold ranger before the gold ranger exists uh oh ben we're surrounded by too many cyber punnies it's from time
4: <laughs> <laughs> cyber ranger Gosh, gold
0: Cyba cyber put. ranger
4: starlet and it switches to japanese like footage where like the cyber world is like noticeably different with japanese landmarks in the background
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Gosh, you know, we, uh, we uh, we, back we cut the Lady
4: Octopus thing. with her badly dubbed voice. Oh, I
0: don't like this.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
0: aching head. Uh, anyway, because uh, <laughs> everything goes back to Power Rangers, it's really the right? Power Rangers issue. I can't believe... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I mean, you know, Trader's like, oh, yeah, I've dropped it. so about your reality, yes. You know, and then okay, which we'll get into this in the next issue. But like, like Lorenzo Lamas, played by Ben I Riley, know.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that his hair is—they like, were trying to make a younger
4: Spider-Man too. Like, this guy looks like he's in his thirties or forties, but you know they they have to show that he's experiencing grizzled, and and they can't communicate that without long hair
0: and a stubble. Yeah, yeah. Needless, like. Like, like the skin so would be too stupid to realize it without it. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know,
2: like, like, I think Dax can get on like the point that like his, it's not like long hair. Like his hair is like, I'm, ne- his hair is like Thor, almost.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like long, luscious locks. How do you fit
2: that into the into the cowl?
0: <laughs> Yo, how is his head not like twice the size? It no, no hoodie is? can ever contain that mane.
3: <laughs> there, there, there's a panel in the next issue where he's sort of like scratching his ear or something, or like resting his head. But it looks like he's just like flipping back his hair, like he's in a shampoo commercial or something. It's a, it's amazing. yeah yes, yeah. yes.
0: Yeah. Why am I quoting Herbal ethics? I remember that. I don't know.
5: <laughs> 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 probably
0: to riff on that. Yes. So I mean, it just wow. I, it, it really is, you know. Just pretty terrible all around. I, I, I don't. I don't.
4: His, hand, his hand looks like a foot in that panel.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, so I mean, honestly, the artwork is better than last issue, but uh, it's probably the best artwork of this I mean, art. Probably. <laughs> More than likely, um, I just I, I didn't love it, so <laughs> I, I can't really elaborate further than you guys have already done it. I think you guys have done a great job pretty much summing up my thoughts. So uh, I'll will give my grade first. This is gonna get a D minus. Um the only reason it doesn't get a flat F is because of Mark Bagley. I don't think I give a Don?
2: grade uh yeah I don't think I give a grade. Uh I'll never give anything Mark I don't I'll never give a failing grade to a Bagley comic unless he drew one more day. Um <sighs> Ooh, that, that 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 second half sucked so hard. <laughs> do it, do, do it, it, do it, do it. Drop the hammer. I go, I'll give it D plus.
0: Uh, D plus. Okay, Gerard, we already know, but
2: yeah, come on,
3: go yeah, ahead. come on. I'm
0: giving this an F. Come on.
3: <laughs> you really have to ask. This is me we're talking about here. I don't, I don't grade yeah,
0: on, I don't grade yeah. on, on a Bagley curve. Uh, Bagley curve for you there, Josh. Uh, I'll I'll give it at a Bagley curve of a D. Okay. Alright, so uh, speaking of guys that don't grade on curves, we're going to go to Scarlet Spider number one. Not to be confused of the 2012 title, Scarlet Spider number one. Josh, you have Scarlet Spider number one. Okay, yes. So the, um, okay, we start off um,
4: with some gorgeous Ryan Stegman art. There's um, some sort of a truck, <laughs> and there's slave trade, and um, I'm actually going by memory. Um, I remember Charles a truck full of yeah. Okay, actually though, uh, we have we have a much inferior issue, unfortunately, uh, where the cover is Ben Not Riley, superior. and we see the pro in the background. You know this, uh, um, the four man's you know Punisher slash Boba Fett that says the pro plays for keeps. Rich the mi- pro,
3: the pro. You the mean pro. that Jimmy Palmiotti uh, Amanda Connor pro. cover You need to do that?
2: Yeah, yeah. Where she, where uh, she has like like her thong hanging on her leg.
4: We have, we have a plot by Howard Mackey, but he couldn't bother to do a half-assed script like he usually does, so Todd's Todd Zazago did the script. <laughs> yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> That's cold as s***. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we, we have Gil Kane doing uh, pencils with uh, Tom Palmer on ink, so, you know, yay for that. To Thine Own Self is the name of this issue. And uh, let me Why? get my recap. Because, uh, because Shakespeare and, um, you know... Uh, Shakespeare was a British force, and uh, a lot of British things became popular in America during the British Invasion. The in-
5: Invasion of America. In America.
0: We've even established that the Seward trainer himself this is probably British. Even though the is actually so, recording. So,
4: so, so Scarlet Spider panically swings the catatonic trainer to the hospital, where he recaps to himself everything that happened, in case he forgets. Um, after 47 minutes of treatment, up to the catatonic trainer. The doctors determine that trainer is, in fact, catatonic. We're then introduced to the pro, who uh, shakes down some bad guys and basically tells them, get out of town, I haven't been paid to kill you. And we get some exposition, you know, from the narration box that he's the pro. Uh, He gets emails and stuff, and his next target is going to be Jason So. So, is that what what we're calling his last name? Yeah. Jason So. Okay. Yeah. Ben then attacks a woman and gets a date out of it, so score for him. Uh, he comes home to his apartment, and let me see uh, how she looks this issue. Let me actually open it up. That's next, the that's next issue. Okay, yeah, she's, she's, her hair is a little shorter, but uh, she's still, you know, a red-orange head, and she's holding a training dummy, and the fact that she's holding it, Ben somehow mistakes the training dummy costume for an actual person attacking her, so he, you know, immediately tackles it to the ground, Batman Forever style. Uh, what year is this book? I think that this uh, ninety five. After- oh, yeah, so we're this is the same year. Yeah, this is the same year as uh, yeah. But she's so impressed by him, you know, beating up this thing, and instead of thinking, "Wow, you're insane," um, you know, they flirt and they agree to go out on a date. So, uh, so score one for random love interest too soon to be forgotten. At the uh, speaking of characters soon to be forgotten, at the bugle, Ken Ellis gets a digital chip from his source um he then gets in as many references as he could about how awesome 90s technology is and aren't modems awesome and isn't it great how he could do his job with computers now uh the tip is that uh there's a big mob meeting going on at that nightclub noir noir's name in the nightclub right yeah. So uh, he grabs Angela again, another 90s character, soon to be forgotten, who's getting a verbal beating from Jonah and says, come on, we got to go. Jonah, you know, lets him do this, doesn't say, excuse me, why are you interrupting, you know, this talk that I'm having with someone? You can get fired for that. But whatever, that's fine. In one of the most ridiculous scenes from the book, a master programmer in digital form and Carolyn Traynor have a chat in cyberspace about exposition like why did you alert ellis to those to the hits, you know something that they would have already discussed and then they talk about their plan some more little do they know that papa trainer is watching them unseen behind the bubble from another part of cyberspace but little does trainer know that watching them from an even further part of cyberspace is kane and watching kane from an even further part of uh, cyberspace is scryer Nice. And watching Scryer from an even further part of cyberspace is me reading the issue. But watching me from an even further part of cyberspace is the government. And watching the government is K-Box. And watching K-Box is Dan slot And watching Slot is all of his Twitter followers. And watching them is nobody. Um, but, yeah, uh, th- 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 there's no Kane or Scryer in cyberspace. bomb paper trail over there. Good. <laughs> um, at work, Ben is distracted because, you know, uh, C-word is catatonic, and he bangs into his boss, Mr. So, and he's fired on the spot. So then goes to his office and takes a secret call from his partner who says Octopus is on to him, and he's like, don't worry, I have plenty of trained people here. But his trained people are easily taken out by the pro who loads them up with bombs and says, instead of me doing my job, you do it for me or I'll blow you up. Before Ben could leave the club, he briefly sees a vision of Trainer on the cash register screen because this is one of those rare cash registers that's somehow connected to a modem that you can get to from cyberspace, or, or maybe it's like those portholes from, from the '90s show where like you know you could appear anywhere. I don't know. Ben also has to avoid Alice because he doesn't want to be mistaken for Peter Parker, who is shown into the club and interviewed so. So denies any criminal activity. When all of a sudden stuff starts going down, so's two henchmen, you know, who are, who have bombs attached to them, uh, go to throw or grenade at so before, yeah, before they're stopped by Ben Riley, which you know has some ramifications later. In the he's in mid-air as he does it. Yeah, in the confusion, Angela Yin recognizes Ben as Peter. So runs away, and he's about to be executed by the Pro. But before that happens, you know, so take uh the Pro takes out his iPad and uh, uses the FaceTime app to get Lady Octopus on the phone, and says, says, yeah, I want to watch you die. But the Scarlet Spider shows up, and so is saved. Pro gets away, and then Ken Ellis is like, wait, I want an interview. And and actually, a, a good line of the issue. He's like, to the lame brain who gave me that lame name, no way, man. That's no good. Uh, not, not, <laughs> not, 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 not exactly. Uh, for his bravery, Ben is hired as, uh, as a bodyguard, you know, because, I mean, I guess you didn't see him tackle that, you know, random dummy in his apartment earlier. Ben does a lot of tackling this issue. And then he realizes, oh no, you know, now my partner's going to be bald Brian Michael Bendis, bullet guy. With his with his wharf mustache. Yeah. With his wharf mustache. To be con
2: It's going to be a long
4: (laughs) night.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, uh, Donovan, give us your thoughts on this one. Uh,
2: well, unfortunately the, the art was as bad as this story. Um, not counting the cover though. I love that. I really do love that Ramita Jr. Cover. I like that pose of Scarlet Spider. I think it's a really nice shot of him. I wish the character was kind of drawn more kind of like that. Um, that's the last to hear about the art because it just, and again, like you know, Kane was on his like la- his his last leg in, as a, as an artist and as you know in general, like so you really can't like say <laughs> he sucks because he's he's a legend. But like I mean, I always personally thought that that Gil Kane works best with specific inkers like Ramita Senior. Like I, I was never, although he is a, he is, a, he is a legendary artist. Like I was never he's not he's not an artist that can just get away with his pencils. I don't think. So this whole thing, I think it looks looks better than last time he was on this book, but, like, this is is the definition of just rough, old, rushed, bad artwork. Nothing's good about it. Um, Ben looks terrible.
0: I'm going to disagree with you on this. Uh, There is one pose that I thought was awesome. It's the – where he's hanging upside down in the issue. That's the only pose that I actually liked. In the doctor's office?
2: Uh... That's a, yeah, that's a, that's a nice pose. I mean, I don't like the coloring, so it kind of impedes it, but I guess in terms of Kane's work, it works well.
0: Yeah, I'm talking, just talking pure, pure, pure pencils and everything like that, but yeah. Go on.
2: Sorry. Yeah, I, I mean, but, yeah. besides that, just, uh, nah. But I mean, like, Ben Graham, <laughs> Ben Graham, uh, Ben Royer just looks awful. He looks really bad. I mean, it's not just like the five o'clock shadow. Not even. It's like the unshaven look. He's in his Peter Parker costume with like, you know, the leather jacket uh, with, with, with no camera, but like, he just looks, uh, he looks like he's in slept, and just, he just looks, looks terrible. And I don't know if that's like, that's, like, a point that he's trying to drive home, but, like, he looks worse than I think the story has should have him be. Although he does shape later on, apparently. Um, I don't, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't give a damn about what's going on in this story. I don't care about, yeah. I don't care about generals, so I don't care about... You know, I <laughs> <so. laughs> flipped out. I don't, I don't care about this Napa guy just running around. Uh, it just... And then this, these, these, these useless platitudes about, you know like, so might be a weasel, but he doesn't deserve to go like this. Nobody cares. <laughs> Let him die. Yeah. It's just... It's just honestly, I, I kind of wanted to see more from Ken Allison and An- Angela because those are two characters from the Beagle who I barely have ever seen besides, like, you know, the, the faint, cones like appearance here or there. So, like, I would be interested in seeing more of them, but I know we're not going to get it.
0: And, uh, Ken Ellis makes a couple of more appearances. Because are they fired it, soon after this? Uh, he did. I think he did get fired um, when they did the downsizing of the Daily Bugle during Revelations, or right before Revelations. Um, but Ken Ellis actually makes another appearance. His ma- two major appearances were in uh, the Return of Spider-Man Unlimited issue. And Final Adventure. Yeah, he was, I remember Final Adventure. He has like a really big role. Yeah, and it was both of those were written by Fabian Netsia. Fabian Nasia. Nsesia. Okay, I didn't know how to say his last name. No one does. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, but he had he had a particular liking to that character. But other other than those two appearances, I don't think he appears the rest of the rest of the time. Well,
2: Angela Yennie gets like name checked all the time. She's but she's always in the background. Like we don't get anything from her. Basically, like that's yeah, kind of annoying.
4: I don't know, they just, need they need her for the minority quota. No, probably <laughs> it, yeah. it. probably probably, they probably do. Yeah, they they repeat it.
2: her last name over and over again. Uh, it's just I uh, don't I don't know. It's like oh no, I'm, I'm the bodyguard. Like that that feels very nineties too. Like like if that, if that feels like an episode of those every like a third of the series of Renegade that I've seen. He's always <laughs> he's always ended up working for the guys he's fighting against. Like you know, as a double agent, like to be the bodyguard. Like oh, you got some sweet moves, fella. What's your name? uh Vincent Black. Well, you're, Black, you're you're going to be like you know our bodyguard for the remainder of this episode until you have us arrested for smuggling like It's just it, it it's not interesting. I mean, I'm not sure if this is like you know 20 years out of date, but like I mean, I I've, I've read older comics that are more interesting than this and it's just this is this is aggressively bad. It's it's, not, it's not awful. It's just incredible. I mean, the uninspiration leaps off the page in how bad it is. So that's, that's 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 those are my thoughts.
0: Okay. Uh you, you did you say Renegade? Because somebody said renegade. And yeah. I think I think we need to bring it back for uh, And I think uh, you botched that transition, Zach.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you
5: always
3: add
2: it in later on. <laughs> I never get tired
0: of that. <laughs> Since I botched the transition, go ahead and give us your thoughts. I can never get
2: enough of uh Mike
0: Post
3: themes. Uh <laughs> boy, this was bad. Um, like Don said, good, good uh, J.R. Jr. cover. I hadn't read these books in years. In this case, I had never even read this particular issue before. So I see the J.R. Jr. cover, and I'm like, <gasps> and then I went in the inside, I'm like, oh, uh, no, it's just it's, it's Next Gil Kane. Damn it. Dying Gil Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Um... <laughs>
5: Are, this is just
3: really bad, especially in the uh, okay I, that that opening sequence where he he's with Seaward Trainer and they're outside on the roof for some reason. I, I don't quite know what the, there's something weird happened between the end of the previous issue and the beginning of this one because I was thinking of this. All of a sudden they're just outside and like yeah, but
2: um he's like worry, from Superman. He's like, Don't worry,
3: Seward, I'll get you to the hospital and then he he's holding him by the scruff of his neck as he swings him. Like that's that's really funny to me for some reason. Like why why would you ever do that? Like make a web sack or something, then put him on your back or like carry him, back back your, sh- carry him over your he's shoulder. In- what if his science suit rips? Like,
0: <laughs> next thing you know, he just, it its, dude, it's made him unstable. He, he just... It's such a suit
3: that's made of unstable He's just swinging him around, and all of a sudden you hear a goofy holler, and then, like, there's a puff of smoke
4: in the street. He's like, oh, <laughs> crap, I guess I trapped it. <laughs> <laughs> the doctors at the hospital are like, well, you know, his mind is in perfect condition. Unfortunately, he suffered from whiplash and various... other. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, like oh my god! Like, and I—I I almost imagine like he's swinging down the line towards the door. I'm almost imagining that he just sort of threw him into the door. Like, I, I'm starting to think of all sorts of comical. He's probably juggling him while he was swinging and everything, just for fun. It's like weekend at Bernie's, like Scott's <laughs> like style. Yes.
5: yes. <laughs>
3: Oh, my God, I'd rather read that than this. Uh, (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, bad artwork. Look at the faces. Like, look. Okay. The backgrounds are pretty bad already, but, like, the way that they're colored in, like, candy pastels, like, why are they making these coloring choices in in these books? It's baffling to me. But then, but, but as I discussed with the last issue where, where Bagley sort of has a better grasp of like visual storytelling and helped it along a lot more. This issue throws all that out the window. I don't know what the hell's happening half the time. Like that scene where he runs into a. a, a, a um, we're never going to see you again. Her face, and, and like she, she, she's like fighting with the dummy thing, or I couldn't tell what was happening. I had to read that about three times. Until I figured out, oh, she's walking in the hallway with with groceries and that thing for some reason, and like it looks like he's tackling her, but she's dropping her gro- like what what? At first I thought he was he like broke into her apartment. She was like you know, like like you know, moonlight dancing with that thing, and then another time I'm reading it, I'm like, wait, he broke into her apartment, but she's being tackled. And
0: I dude, I thought. I thought that he did break into her apartment. Now that you're pointing this out, I'm having to read... And she says, that's so sweet of you.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You attacked this object that I was holding psychotically without any context of the situation? Let's date.
3: But it's it's so baffling how that panel... Just that panel. Like, I could look at this panel all day because he's running at her. Oh, I could not. (laughs) It looks like he's sort of in a casual (laughs) jog. It doesn't even look like he's really running that hard. But, like... She has one arm around the thing's head, and the other arm down, you know, like they're making out or something. And, like, there's a bag of groceries that she's dropped. So, was she carrying the groceries under one arm and carrying that thing, like, in front of her in the other arm? Why would any human being do something like that? Like, why would she even bring that home? Couldn't she just leave it in the place where she practices kung fu fighting or whatever the hell's going on here?
1: I mean, she might she bring doesn't trust the janitor not fighting.
3: to steal it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, if the janitor is uh, Club, uh, Clubber Hogan, then... But, like... Good. But, uh... It's, it's... Oh, my God, what is going on in this story? But that girl, in general... And uh, something we brought up in the last couple of uh, discussions here, we mentioned the Age of Apocalypse. The reason you could do, like, redefine all the character relationships in Age of Apocalypse is because you had four months to do it, and they were already sort of based on other characters you knew. So you could have fun with, like, you know, doing the musical chairs version of, like, changing relationships around. And then with certain characters, when you introduce them, you knew they were going to fold over into the main Marvel Universe, like X-Men. Or a couple of right. the villains, things yeah. like that. So, like, they're introducing this character here. W- why? W- why couldn't they just use a previously existing character, but then redefine her in a different way? They're like Betty Brant.
4: Right! Or or, well, or they, They've given Ben so many love interests that they've never followed up on. Like, like Josh's favorite, Gabrielle Greer. <laughs>
3: Oh yeah! why couldn't this woman just be Gabrielle Greer? Be like, oh, right, I remember you. Oh, it's funny
4: you mentioned (laughs) that.
3: Oh,
4: I just just remembered her. She's coming back in, like, another Scarlet Spider book. Uh, It was the uh, backups to Planet of the Symbiots. Oh, never mind. I thought that she came back in the Scarlet... Yeah, I was confusing that. I was confusing one horrible story with another horrible story. Yes, you were. I'm sorry. I don't, I
3: don't, bad job. I don't really have coherent thoughts on this issue because this is not a coherent issue. Like, it, it, yeah, it has the most Byzantine plot I think I've seen in the Clone Saga <laughs> and that's impressive. Byzantine plot. That's really impressive because this is the Clone Saga is known for not making sense in, in spots, but like
2: this is just bad. This so, isn't even involving the Clone Saga though. This is just involving this rope plot between Ben and, and his bull crap job that wait, involves a what- Bob. Right, that's what I'm getting at. This this doesn't even
3: read like a Scarlet Spider story. So suddenly this conspiracy theory begins to grow in my mind, right? (laughs) You were describing that they just basically threw this together at the last second. I'm wondering if this was an inventory story that they dusted off and updated to put the Scarlet Spider in it. But it really has nothing to do with him. Yeah. Like, especially this issue he's barely in it at least that I can remember Like there's a scene in the beginning with him and Seaward and a couple of bits yeah. with Ben Riley, but otherwise he just disappears and it's, a fi- like, and it's a fight between one gang with their virtual reality and this other gang with their virtual reality and never in the middle shall the two virtual realities meet or something because yeah. he yeah. has some chips or, or some visor or some crap like what is happening
0: yeah, there's, there's, no co- there's, there's no consistency with the plot at all. Ooh. I think that that's... I hate... Uh, that's, that's, <laughs> I really do.
5: Yeah. No. Uh, anyway.
0: Josh? Uh, so one day when you're at work,
4: if, if your boss is talking to somebody and they're in the middle of a conversation, I want you to try something. Go to your boss and that person while the boss is still giving a speech and grab the other person without addressing your boss and walk away... And see if you don't get in trouble.
5: <laughs>
4: um, uh, you know, okay. but but it's okay. We don't have to make things like real life. You know, um, like like
0: like see, we trainer in his space time.
4: Okay, um, why in the panel where every where uh, Carolyn Trainer is talking to the master programmer? Why is she inside the computer too? Why can't she just talk to him from outside of the computer like she usually does? Did they
0: because Gil Kane probably didn't understand the concept of cyberspace. So. Yeah, clear, yeah,
4: clearly. Yeah, um, clearly. Why is the Why does the cash register hooked up to a modem? Uh,
0: because internet banking existed back then. As the crickets chirp. <laughs>
3: as, okay. as, as he talks uh-huh. to SeaWorld Trainer while he's looking like the Human Torch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, why is Trainers head on fire? Why is, <laughs> I'm
4: with that. Well, 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 why well, is Trainers still in... Why is, why is, yeah, in why is the X first um, conclusion that Ben comes to, without his spider sense going off, is that this person's being attacked? You, you, you know, when, when she's just holding an object, she thinks, this, this is like, you just need to look for a split second. At least on his way over there, he would have seen it, you know, and stopped. Um, you know, I love it when I'm out with a girl somewhere and I have my arms around her and somebody comes up and attacks us because they think that, you know, that, that we're in danger. Or or better yet, when I'm carrying, you know, like my Halloween costume home from my car to the door and like an innocent bystander, you know, thinks that I'm in trouble, a good Samaritan, and they tackle my Halloween costume. That's fun, too. Josh, I already apologize for this. How many times do I have to say I'm sorry? Do you have to do it every day? And 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 when I'm not even holding human sized objects, when I'm holding like a phone or something,
3: <laughs> everything looks dangerous to me. I'm sorry,
4: <laughs> Virgony, look out! Your phone—it's trying to kill you. Uh. <laughs> Um, the pro. Oh, he's a you know memorable nineties villain. Um, I I I don't watch Breaking Bad or, or what's the show? Is that is that the one? But I I, I yes. guess if, he's, if someone else was on the show, they'd say ha ha Walter White because whenever there's like a bald guy with a goatee, people keep on saying Walter White lately. So, Um, yeah. insert obligatory Walter White joke that I don't understand.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's. Uh,
4: when Ben gets fired, they'll, like, clear your stuff. It, like, he keeps, even before the other guy's attack, he, like, he walks to the cash register, he wanders around. Even at the end of the issue, he's still clearing his stuff. At like, how long does it take to, like, get your stuff and leave the area? It looks like on that last page, he has, like, a box on the floor, like, of his stuff, and he's, like, clearing from a box. do a radar job? On, yeah, it? I know, I
0: know. Yeah, like, he was there for a week, like, if even that. Like, does he, like, have a whole box of crap? Like, oh, yeah, this is my box of stuff for work.
2: He has a, he has a, his I,
0: locker is full of pornography. That's why they don't
3: show you the inside.
2: <laughs> just, just up pornography? Yeah.
4: Well, well and, and there's, there's a deleted scene where um, his neighbor girl, Carrie, she's, like, she's at the restaurant holding a drink, and he's like, oh, no, she's being attacked by a glass of wine, and he tackles it, and she proposes on the spot.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, Gil Kane's art still kind of sucks. So yeah, um yeah, I, there's not really much else to say
0: uh questioned, and this is Gil Kane's fault, but uh, why is it like in the first half of the issue or like when, when he's you know working? why is it like with the scene with the the see where trader flaming head ATM bit? why is he clean shaven and then suddenly by the end of the issue he's got a five o'clock shadow when he's really that. there that long. His hair
3: grows really fast, Zach. Like he yeah. shaved right before that shot, and then <laughs> it just grew back in between panels. I don't mm. know. There's a lot. of This issue raises many questions, and those, and so those many questions, questions make me raise questions about my own sanity.
0: Yeah, this 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 is when I say it's jumping in the pit of doom moment. It's just it's so mediocre and so bad not because of the story itself like the story plots but the way it's told. And I know Josh is going to disagree with me on that but but I just oh this is so painful. I don't think there's a I mean, single redeeming quality in this issue at all. No, this 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 is okay and you guys have pretty much described everything that I was that I have in my notes. So I'll just give my grade F. Don? F this Exactly. Josh? F? <laughs> and Gerard? I'm going to give this one a B. No, I'm just giving it an F.
5: <laughs> 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 what a
0: Oh F's all around. So if you're. If, you, if somebody. Some poor sap decided to pick up Scarlet Spider for the very first time. Enjoy
2: your suicide.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Alright, that leads us to the final part of this four part epic. Thank God. Virtual mortality part four. I am going to be giving the rundown of spectacular Scarlet Spider number one. Are you one. sure this time? I am absolutely sure. Uh Virtual Mortality Part four between a rock and a hard drive. Get it? <laughs> okay, so we have
5: uh oh! Mort- <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh,
4: oh, oh, that's rich. That's rich. Oh, well, oh at least there's nothing. At least there's nothing else hilarious going down. Like I'm, know, I'm, and... I'm
2: jumping. I'm jumping over uh, Zach's synopsis. But is that a dark star on the cover? Is that Donna? <laughs> Which one? Like,
0: the female. That that would be Aurora. I got so conf- I got so confused because I thought that was Cardiac
3: on the cover. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alright, so we have, um... Writer is Todd DeZago. He's not... He's doing the writing and the plotting and everything. Breakdowns by Sabi Sima. Finishes by Jimmy Palmiati. Doing
3: doing his best Bill Sienkiewicz impression.
0: Exactly. Uh, so we, we are... We are we begin this issue with... With the looter yeah, yeah. saying, What are you, stupid? Yes, we are stupid for reviewing this on this show. Um... We, we. Uh, he, he's going right from my crotch too. <laughs> right, 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 Hang on, Let me get my notes organized.
4: All right, no so where uh, I hold
0: the book, that's where his hand is pointing. <laughs> Not so spectacular start. Obviously, starts with the looter. Yep, the looter is back. He uh, for this for this arc, and he's back for this issue. He's taking on overdrive and Aurora, and uh, you know, with his cybernetic enhancements. And uh, that
2: Overdrive? Oh, it is Overdrive. I thought it was like Avalanche.
0: No, it's Overdrive. See, uh, it's just, this, this looks... Not, this is I didn't overdrive. even know that was the looter at first. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> like this, this is Overdrive's actual, I think, first appearance. Um, technically. So, Overdrive is uh, in the danger room fighting... You know, they're all three fighting each other. Overdrive then turns off his Cybernetic Enhancement.
3: Zack, zack, zack. I'm but, sorry I have to stop you. It's Override. Overdrive
0: oh, overdri- is the brand new day. Oh. oh, Freudian slip. I'm sorry. Override. I totally right. read it as Overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, override. Uh, overrode his cybernetic enhancements. And then the looter's like, I didn't need any cyber suit to do this. And throws a freaking forklift at the guy. Greg's wife saves him with like her, her powerful sy- sy- psychedelic force fields. And then we have uh Joe, then we have Joe Wade making his second appearance. His first appearance was name and passing. Now Joe Wade's gonna become important later in a different story arc, but uh, he's FBI, he is undercover. He is understandably somewhat nervous. But in the FBI they didn't train you how to distinguish silhouette. Like like you see a silhouette and it looks like of octopus and uh yeah. <laughs> what Josh said. Then we have this really awesome uh, probably my, one of my favorite images from the issue. Uh, swinging of scarlet spiders spinning around with some slight Cabbage, but not as heavy as Cabbage because it's been palmiati. Um, So, you know, Ben is swinging around, kind of recapping everything. He visits seaward Trader, who's connected to a bunch of machines, to which Seaward Trader makes his obli- obligatory um, cybernetic cyberspace appearance with his... Life support machines. Uh, hmm. You know, talking about uh, so is him being So's bodyguard, so he has to keep an eye on him. So he takes the job. Then we have blonde-headed Carrie Bradley fighting once again the uh, the attacker from last last part. Uh, for some reason, she's she's now dyed her hair blonde. Ben then tells her that he her got her hair grown. One. Yeah, her hair is actually yeah, her hair is like past her shoulders. Ben's hair is yeah, longer six. than hers
4: though. Well, still, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Ben's Ben's got chick hair. Uh, still has his five o'clock shadow. He does not make enough money to afford a razor or new clothes. <laughs> yeah, or new clothes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so he basically tells her, "Hey, I got to cancel. I know you're hot and all, but uh, I got this new position at work, and so yeah." So he cancels. And then we go. We cut to Club Noir with uh, General Zhao and his. His nice little wonderful scar. We have uh, Rachel making her latest appearance in the in the arc when she he gives she gives general, the general the uh, his vodka tonic or martini or I think it's martini and. <laughs> Says it's awful. You can't even taste the vodka and splashes it back in her face. She runs away crying.
4: Oh, what a clever way for them to show the readers that he's not a sympathetic character. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I wasn't sure if I should like this character or not, but then this scene told me what I was supposed to be thinking in the most unsubtle yeah. way
0: possible. We think of the scene of Overdrive and the looter and Aurora wow. doing their Wow, Overdrive made his first appearance. This <laughs> <laughs> Override. <laughs> We get a, a, our scene with override Aurora and the looter getting through their master plan, and like why does okay, this is just a decide why uh, when the looter is walking away, why does he look like the Hulk?
2: <laughs> I want to know yeah, yeah. I'll get onto like, that
0: later, <laughs> so then you know Ben Riley's Spider Sen starts going crazy. You know, with the, you know, screaming like a siren, and, and suddenly we have a giant.
4: <laughs> it must be somebody holding another attack
0: dummy costume. <laughs> exactly. No, it's actually somebody throwing a, a, a giant semi truck through the wall. Oh, no, it drives right into it. Well, no, he, uh. Oh, yeah, o- Override overrides the controls and drives it straight into the building.
5: See, this is very confusing
0: and... because that's what Overdrive's power is. The controls right <laughs> <I> now. <laughs> yeah, he just changed the name. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, no, it's not. Alright, but then Mr. Sow gets uh gets saved by by long haired Ben Riley, whose hair suddenly gets longer by the by, when he, I, by this part of the issue. Right. And so uh Lorenzo Lamas does his best renegade impression, and so you know Mr Sow is saved and, and Ben is crushed by rubble. This is absolutely convenient since, you know, it's ty- it, it's go time. So Ben Riley then changes into his Scarlet Spider-Garb. We get the obligatory fight between Aurora and uh, basically her telling him, you'll never be able to do anything that I dish out. A little impact webbing which wraps up her uh, her freaking force field. So therefore, you know, makes it to where she's cocooned up. Then we get a splut moment with, oh my god, his web shooters. Because over Ride opens the valves. We then get the looter making his, you know, appearance, and then we get the uh, Salbi Sima death punch uh, <laughs> in this issue because, you know, it's Salbi Sima. He has to have that once, once once, an issue. So the looter, you know, Ben doesn't even remember the looter. Nobody else does but Todd DeZago. What are you talking about? And Ben doesn't remember the looter. He's like, the looter? Yes, he does. The looter? The looter? He, okay, I'm sorry. I misread that. He says, looter, looter. He thinks I'm Spider-Man Peter, and I guess I am was? Whatever.
4: Because, uh, like, he, he would have memories of the looter, because right. that, that was a Ditko villain.
0: Accessing Parker memories. I
4: know. Yeah, <laughs> but... Accessing but, Parker memories, invasion but, but,
0: America. <laughs> the way that the dialogue, or the thought bubble's written, doesn't make any sense, though. He's like, um... And then he goes an old trick for an old foe, and he sprays him in the eyes because Doctor Octopus '90s cartoon style. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Here's a weapon in your eye.
0: Exactly. Uh, I'm sorry, Lute. I'm not who you think I am, kind of, but I remember you. Which completely nullifies my previous point. Now that I'm listening to it again. Let me show you something I learned in self-defense class. Open palm shot. And then uh, and then the looter gets angry and decides to, to hulk out and punch the wall. A support beam tra- causing part of, the, part of the ceiling to start to cave in. Ben then suddenly says, oh, I'm fine. I was shielded from the cave in by a fallen beam. Lucky for me, kids, you were amazing doing an excellent job. It's up. just
4: like the 90s episode with Dr. Octopus. But here's Webb in your eye, and then Felicia running with Peter as he, like, goes under the rubble again.
0: Exactly. <laughs> oh. And so, you know, as, as he's like, great, I'm in a job that I hate with a person I don't like. The only
4: thing that can make this more 90s is an appearance by Alistair Smythe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. The very next page... Mr. Sal then continues to talk to the, the floating head of, of of science, known as Alistair Smythe, with his new spider sl- cyber slayers, which this directly leads to next month's epic storyline: Smythe versus Doctor Octopus, and the Scarlet Spider is caught in the middle. It all starts in Web of Scarlet Spider number two: Cyber War. Uh, yep. Hammering, uh, hammering, hammering,
3: hammering, hammering.
0: And we didn't even cover in this episode Unlimited number one, which Josh decided, and I agreed that it, that does, that just needs its own episode to breathe. Well, because
4: it's a very, very, very long story with ramifications. And also, you know, Parker Years came out this month, which is good, too. So I think that those two would go get it together.
0: Yes, Josh is right, once again. So Invasion of America. Uh, Alex- Stop it. (laughs) You're not even trying anymore.
4: Gerard was supposed to
0: help me, but he bailed. (laughs) Because it's late. Uh, Okay, I'm going to give my thoughts first. This is probably the best artwork we've had from Sabi Sema since probably Back from the Edge. And then I realized, oh wait, it's not Bill Sinkevich, that's why. So uh, I did enjoy the artwork throughout this issue, um, considering what we had gotten before. But... Oh, this story. <laughs> oh, we said it was 90s. Josh spoiled it before I could make the big reveal, but yeah, Alistair Smythe coming in at the very end of this issue was like,
4: oh, oh that you, guy. Like, you
0: couldn't tell it was him from his head and the other issues. Oh, I know. I know. I, you know, it just, ugh. I'm so sick of this cybernetic, and like they kind of set some of this cybernetic crap up with the Lady Octopus. But it's just, oh, it's getting old. Uh, you know, I'm going to give this a straight D because, honestly, this issue just makes my head hurt. Because, like, conveniently, like, like the rubble, Ben, like, pushes Sal out of the way so he can conveniently fall into the rubble. So he can conveniently change clothes. A lot of plot convenience in this issue. Um, why is Carrie Bradley's hair suddenly, suddenly blonde? In this issue, uh, the there's parts where the artwork doesn't work, and I think that was a scene that it just didn't work. Like we have, we're last issue we get told that thing was kind of the way the artwork was. It was kind of looked like a dummy, but it's actually a costume. Which why was she taking the costume home? That's my question. <laughs> she leaving.
4: was going to do some role playing. <laughs> I'm sure. If she you was. know <laughs> what I'm saying, you <laughs> well, know she's... what I'm saying. She was going to play some Dungeons and Dragons.
3: <laughs> well, she's beating the hell out of that, that person in the suit. Look at how terrified that person looked.
0: Is that actually a volunteer, or did she just pick someone to start beating the hell out of them? So, you're the biggest jackass in the room, so you get to wear the suit to this week. <laughs> I don't know. Like, Sabi Sima's artwork is kind of bombastic and, and kind of old school, and, and is one of the only of two of the regular artists that are doing this. So so Bissima, you know, obviously this you can tell this was a rush job simply because uh, it's not nearly as crisp as he normally would do it. But, uh, yeah, like I say, this is going to get a D- for me. I think I said a D earlier, but D-, minus. it just really doesn't work on a lot of levels. Donovan?
2: I would probably give it a – the only reason it's better than the last issue is because Bissima is a better artist at this point than Gil Kane is at this, at this point. Okay, um, fair enough. I'm – I'm bu- I don't know. It's like uh, I didn't. I didn't like the scene with um, uh, Sarah Jessica, Jessica Parker because like this a whole. It's a whole, you know. Uh, Carrie, I, I need to bail on on date because I I, I had something coming with my job. Ugh. And like you know, oh good job, buddy! You struggle with the lace. It's like that's not. I don't, I, I, I okay, I trying to
0: play that. I want to. I want to tell a story. So I was – I had an established lunch date with a girl, and I had to tell her, hey, I got to cancel today because the stuff came up at work. She pretended to be mad for about a minute, and then she was like, dude, it's work. You can't avoid it. You're fine. Yeah, that's I think that like, the exact same situation, yeah. Yeah. I think we all have. Yeah. Like, this is so completely unrealistic, it's not even funny. So, I mean, come on. Really? Like, it's just childish, and, and like for a grown woman to do that, it's like –
2: this is back when, when, when even back like in comic books, like, or just fiction, when women were, were written very badly. I'm not, I'm not gonna believe her at that point. Um, yeah, the art is better than the last last issue. Oh, this is the stupid scene where, like, what's your name, Rachel? Like, just like after she, after the she gets the water thrown, her foot, thrown thrown in her face, she she like pulls the Betty Brand and kind of sobs, which is
0: funny. Um, you know, the funny thing about that issue is, is like she should be like partially blinded because it has alcohol in it. So. <laughs> I mean, she has a reason to sob, but, you know, that's not probably because... No, that
4: scene was really essential, because it let us know that we're not supposed to like Jason So. (laughs) (laughs) You couldn't tell
3: from the subtle things, like the giant evil scar on his face or anything.
2: Oh, I know what I want to talk about. Like, uh, Norton G. Fester, his, his physiognomy is way too big, and this, you know...
0: Like it grows throughout the he's issue. He's not like supposed to be that big of a guy.
2: He's supposed to be like kind of like a shrimpy Ditko kind of character. Now he's like you know Hercules with like this metal oh, metal, smart. metal jock strap. It's like <laughs> metal jockstrap. This sucks. <laughs>
3: he D- totally has that. a he totally has a cod piece.
2: <laughs> yes, he does. It, it, it's not the same character at all. This whole, like, yelling, no. giant, Herculean. But,
0: well, it's because of the cybernetic enhancements, though, Don. You, you'd you be yelling, too, if you had some cybernetic enhancements trying to get you into cyberspace. I'd be yelling to get me out of this comic book. Check out this vehicle, Jason. Nerd Computer oh. Ace. Something, 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 and
4: went back in cyberspace. <laughs> Turn into a freak Invasion America. He drives <laughs> himself crazy because he's a lunatic.
0: I hate you, Josh. D minus. Uh, D minus. All right, Josh. What's your grade with your? Is it better than Invasion America?
4: Um, it's an app, so no, it's not. Because Invasion America is the best thing ever. And, uh, okay. invasion, you just learned about an hour. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, that I just remembered existed an hour ago. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. I mean, I hit a time. Things that you don't remember are better than this. The, is what the, you're okay, the, the internet is in um, word trainers. Uh, Vitals. Why does he need like three computers hooked up to him? Like, you know, isn't that a waste of hospital resources? If like he's otherwise healthy, he's just catatonic for no reason. It almost looks like he's wearing a virtual reality helmet too. Uh, yes. Well, while, while he's in there,
0: which why is he? Why is he? Why is the Why is the helmet still attached to his head? Like, like I, I'm going to bring this up next time we when in cyber war because it's the same thing in cyber war. Like, why does he have, like, this giant VR helmet? It,
3: it's, it's standard on? hospital issue for brain scanning. I
4: can't giant, sci-
3: giant cyber helmets that connect to technology, like, CR technology
4: on the ceiling. All right. Science. Cyber slayers. Um, yeah, you, you're just making our job so easy with that. You know, like, you're, you're, you're just giving us the setup for these jokes. Cyber slayers? Like... This is like if someone made a spoof of the 90s, you know, and they would put that in there. This is Exactly. This, this, I mentioned that on Crawl Space when we did, um, it was like a spotlight on uh, Alistair Smythe, and I mentioned it. And in the 90s he had, because it was the 90s, Cyber Slayers. And it sounds ridiculous, but... Because it is ridiculous. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's, I must slay
2: the cybernetic... Ooh.
4: Yeah. Um, the cyber and, is
2: just like a... It's not a noun.
4: I hate it when it's in well, movies, I hate it when, when it's in TV shows, and I hate it when it's in comics. I don't like being, you know, I don't like when I feel like I'm being talked down to by a writer, and I feel like they need to show it. They feel like we're too dumb to get certain things. And that whole thing with Jason, so uh, that existed solely to remind us that he was a bad guy, in case we forgot, or in case we weren't sure how to feel about him. That's that yeah. the only reason why that was in there, and I hate stuff like that. I mean... I hate it when it's in modern Spider-Man comics, too, you know, where they tell us how powerful a person is instead of demonstrating, you know. And granted, this was a way to demonstrate that he was a bad guy, but it was, like, a very unsubtle way. Like, uh, there's an episode of The Office where, like, the writers decided to stop developing one romantic relationship and develop another. So in order to, like, make the, you know, viewers uh, root for one couple versus the other couple... They made sure that the woman from the other couple behaved as evilly as possible, you know, so that way the viewers would know who they were supposed to like and not like. I, I, right. I hate that stuff, and I hated it here. This is a yucky comic, and it's and it's stinky.
0: And what, what does this stinky yucky comic get? It got a stinky yucky A. Stinky yucky A, which would be on opposite day, would be probably an F, right? Are you going to make me say it? Yeah, I'm, done. I'm I'm being difficult when I shouldn't be. It's an F. All right, Gerard, what uh, your grade
3: and thoughts? I'm kidding, right? Of course, I'm giving this an F. This is terrible. Okay, this whole arc is terrible. Um, uh, you probably want something more specific than this is terrible. Um, <laughs> and good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible F. And then you just start going to the outro music. Um, exactly. <sighs> This is not the looter, which begs the question: Why they even bothered to make it the looter? Like, if you're, you're introducing a character so that you can then use him in a way that has nothing to do with the character. Yeah. Like, if you just easy. want, like it, it, this is like gratuitous Dan slot levels of just bringing in characters for no reason. Like, if, you, if you're just gonna have a giant dude tearing through the place to try to, like, you know, murder Martin Lee or whoever the hell this guy is, and, like, just just have it be a general goon character. Like, you didn't even have to make it the looter. Or
2: to, uh, get a guy who who fits that, like, big bruiser guy mole like the Ox. Right! Don't, don't make it Steve Dicko designed Norton G. Fister That doesn't make any sense. No, it really doesn't. No. And it's like, it, yes,
3: it, cybernetic enhancements. Once again, cybernetic and cyber is, like, the equivalent of, of radiation from the 60s, where it's just like, you just use that to explain everything. It's like, oh, how the hell did he get so giant and, like, super... Yeah, cyber stuff, virtual
0: reality, yeah. The, the good news is there's only one other time where we're going to see, like, cyber crap in, in, in the Clone's Live. Oh,
3: you mean the Hobgoblin? Oh, boy. I'm going to have a lot to say about that when During it's just sure.
0: cyber. War. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about Cell 12, but yes, and the Hobgoblin, too. Oh,
3: boy. And like he's like I have cyber enhancements, and then he has a giant metal piece on his on his crotch, which Makes me wonder.
5: <laughs> why, why
0: did they take the time to to give him a? Cyber hey, it's, ra- it's protect. It's going to protect from the radiation of the of the cyber attack. And even radiation. worse, is that, isn't that stuff dangerous? <laughs> what's even worse is that Salbiusuma draws
3: it like it's a giant diaper,
5: and that just looks wrong. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um. And, and Override and Aura, who, who Zach kept calling Aurora for some reason.
0: I don't know why I kept calling her Aurora. It's Aurora, Aurora is an Alpha Flight character. Aura is this character. Oh. Dude, uh, it's it's late and I'm tired. Leave me alone. <laughs> I, I, rem- I remember
4: those two uh, being together for the latter uh, 90s pre-reboot books.
0: Yes, uh, Tom DeFalco brings them They back.
4: survived into the reboot, if I remember correctly.
3: One of them gets hurt, gets injured, right? I think...
0: Yeah, the, the the chick from what I
4: remember because I remember like
0: yeah the chick the chick got got hurt. It was during Spider Hunt, and then we didn't see them again until Gathering of the Five, and then after that we didn't see him until that until not he didn't last until the reboot, but he was a part of the stuff before the reboot, right before the reboot. Imagine so, oh. imagine
2: we we certainly cared about it. Really? Because I could yes.
3: swear he showed up in like the first two or three issues of the reboot. That issue that that's all snowy and like.
2: Oh, he fighting did but he or whatever.
3: He, he's
0: a- yeah, it it, it it was the episode. It was the uh, issues with uh, Iceman. Yeah, but he wasn't like. Obviously, he was a flaming skeleton. Right, right, right. Of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, he he, he was that. one of
3: the five.
0: Yeah, he's one of the. He's, yeah, he got death.
3: Yeah. eternal death.
4: Right, you turn into that skeleton guy, Shadrach.
3: Yes.
5: Yeah, I, Shadrack, I remember
4: yeah. there was, like, confusion over who got what, because Madame Webb like, falls to the ground, it's like, oh, she got death, but apparently she got youth, until they, you know, aged her again for no reason, because they,
5: because
1: <laughs> yes.
4: writers don't like to check their sources, like, hey, in her last appearance, she was young, who cares? She <laughs> like, got insanity, which lasted, you know, five minutes. Um,
0: Maddie Franklin got the great power, which was just, spider powers. The spider powers, because um, we know why, you know, with John Byrne. All of this is John Byrne, because he used Madame
3: <laughs> Webb in that series, too. And he, and yeah. he created Shadrach.
0: And then, wh- who else, there was, okay, that's three of the five. I think the
3: old dude got, dead. oh, no, no, the old dude got whatever the remaining power was. I can't even remember what it was. Intelligence? I want to say it was... In- yes.
0: Yeah, he, yeah, he did, it looked did like- they thought he got insanity or something, or... But he had actually gotten, like, all the intelligence of the world. It was just his mind overloading.
3: I can't even remember who that guy was.
0: Uh, Did he ever appear either. again after
3: that? I don't think so. No. <laughs> yes. Then again, where's Captain Power? I want another <laughs> Captain
0: Power story. Captain Power is going to be the reason that Ock uh, uh, loses Peter's body. Oh, my
3: God. Could you imagine that? Because they were tied together from that Or So he'd yeah. be like, Ock right. would be like, I know you. And he'll just wig out and reveal himself
4: Oh please, you know, Dan Slott is too much in love with those original issues to talk about those things that contradict it. You would ha- you, yeah. you would have to like explain it away with an alternate timeline, kind of like how in the Star Trek films you have like Leonard Nimoy talking to um like uh Zachary Quinto, like that—that's how you explain Chapter One in Dicko. Speaking of Leonard Nimoy, he wasn't he awesome in Invasion America? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was, John. Yeah. you're a
3: um, All I, right, <laughs> okay. I got a question. Why did they introduce uh, uh, what what the hell is this chick's name? Carrie Bradley. Why did they introduce her as some sort of like mortgage broker or something? If they're just gonna show her punching the hell out of people. <laughs> Like she's, other than her she's other tough, than her saying that she's a broker she has not ever demonstrated that once <laughs> she is a broker the only context we know her in is punching guys in quilted suits
4: yes yeah. yeah well she,
0: she's a broker but she's also a tough chick so you got to got to handle that right
4: <laughs> i don't know if i can handle it I don't know either. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm checking. I'm, I'm just going to cheat, and I'm going to flip through the next issues to see if there's
0: ever a mention of her mortgage brokering again. No, there's not, other than her being in like a sexy business suit. <laughs> right. Is oh, oh,
4: man. C-Words. Oh, you guys are not going to like
0: c trainer in these upcoming issues. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Because for, for, for full context, Donovan and Gerard have not read these issues. J- Josh and I have a long time ago. I barely remember them.
3: I, I read the first part and the, the second part. I think the fourth part of Virtual Mortality, but I had never read the third part. I don't think I've ever read the second month though. So, oh boy, the second
0: the second month is is worse. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Cy- Cyber war is definitely like totally, uh, completely, utterly worse. Like SeaWorld Trainers hijinks in this in this freaking. Leave it to be a surprise. Story. Jesus. Yeah, so it, this is. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm. I'm
4: looking at the scenes coming up. God, this is horrible. I, I, I'm not going to go into detail because that's specifically our next episode. Yes. It, well, it would be like. The next month of issues, yeah, but, like, I'm, we have other stuff to, like, cover, like, Scarlet Spider Unlimited and Parker. <laughs> I'll, I'll just read one line of dialogue. He calls her, hey, Ben, I was just thinking about you, but then we switched to our thought and wondering why a go-getter like me wastes time on a scruffy, career-deficient dog, date-breaking dog. Oh, women. Oh, my good God. Well, like, God. But once he hangs up the phone with her, uh oh, Rachel comes! He's got one girl over here that he can't handle and another! His life's a mess! <sighs>
0: Yeah, yeah, like 14, so much to look for. I, I, you know, when we talk about, I think cyber war is so much worse than virtual mortality.
3: I, I can't wait to. And that's this. impressive because I gave this a D plus, an F, and F, and an F. <laughs> oh, um, t- yeah. t- two last second.
4: things. Go, you're a goblin, here?
3: <laughs> yeah. Two, two last little points I want to make. Um, one is I really hate in comics where a- an arc will introduce some sort of conflict and then the quote-unquote conclusion of the arc doesn't actually settle the conflict in any way. Like, mm-hmm. the, yep. the whereabouts of the helmet and the chips and the fact that they're sending people after uh, what's it, General So, and, like, the, all of these things just sort of fizzle out at the end. But it's not actually no, no, they settled. Actually, they get resolved next month. Right, but why would you call this an argument? <laughs> oh, I hate that. And uh, Yeah. Yeah, you know, the tease when Alistair Smythe comes in, you know, with his cyber slayers. <laughs> no spider splat, no hover chair. uh when, when he comes in, it's just, oh my god, I totally, because I've never read of Cyber War, of course, and I've forgotten. Thankfully, my, my mind, I, I must have inhaled enough household chemicals that I've forgotten all of this. So when I get to the past <laughs> page and I see these uh, amorphous cyber... I don't even know what the hell those things are. I actually, my spirits dropped, and I realized, <laughs> oh no, we're gonna have to do a whole episode covering a Smite story, aren't we?
5: Yes,
3: we are. Yes, we are. Was that only two issues or was it four? It's four. Jesus, ah, I need, I need to contrive some sort of like broken leg. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm making you suffer through
4: this because if I have to do it, you have to. Friends do it. don't make friends. Read Cyber Wars, Zach. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still flipping through this, and Carrie's hair does not stop changing. I know, I know. Uh,
0: I, I mean, okay. And, and think about this: if you just picked up the Ben Riley Epic Book One trade, you're going, "Why would I read?" it? And you're saying, "Okay, because the wait a minute, it starts with these." Yes, it does. <laughs> Actually, okay, this is how it goes in order. It has the Parker years, which we'll cover in a a couple episodes down the road. And then we'll, uh, it has the Parker years, then it has, after that it has a New Warriors issue with Nita, who the hell she is. Oh
3: my god, I forgot all about, were we supposed to be covering New
0: Warriors this whole time? Uh, I think we were going to do like one, a, a couple episodes just kind of randomly to cover the New Warriors crap. Oh, right. Anyway, but uh, we get the new, random new, York, new Warriors issue. Then it's Scarlet Spider-Unlimited because, wow, that's a real winner. And then we get virtual mortality. And then, at, right after that, we get Cyber War. And then you're going, man, by this point, you're like, why am I reading this? Like, like <laughs> you you've lost the will to live, right? And then... It, oh, by the way, in between, I think, uh, yeah, in between the Cyber War storyline, you have this brief interlude with the Green Goblin, Scarlet Spider crossover, which is issue three, and then you, you finish up Cyber War. Then you have another set of, of New Warriors issues. No, oh my God, the, they stuck the New Warriors issues in, during Cyber War. So finally, you get through Cyber War, right? And then you're like, man, I, I've lost all the will to live. And then you've, and then you're like, oh man, really good Dan Jurgens art. So you have the Wizard of one half issue of Sensational Spider Man. Then you're like, oh Sensational Spider Man number zero. Okay, I, my, my my faith in humanity has been restored. Like they they tack on a Sensational number zero just to make you basically buy that entire trade.
3: <laughs> so what you're so what you're saying is the the day that this train was released. The volume of calls being received by the the National Suicide Prevention Hotline astronomically
0: skyrocketed. Pretty much, man, it just got a lot real dark. In yeah, there. yeah, it did. Switch the light back on, Zach. It was ironic because I just shut off the light before you said that. Um, no, I like I say, uh, we got uh, we got another couple episodes to go through this drivel. And, uh, Can we compress then... that? Can we just do one episode and just sort of half-ass it? I don't
5: know, oh, dude, no, dude, no, dude, we
0: cannot no. spend two episodes no. on this. We're not doing. We're gonna do. We're gonna do unlimited because unlimited. Unlimited sucks. But in between there, we're gonna do. An, uh, but next episode, speaking of, because we're gonna wrap this episode up of Clone Saga Chronicles. Because next time we're gonna cover issues twelve and twelve point one of Scarlet Spider, the twenty twelve title. If you want to be a part of the show, be sure to leave us a voicemail at 818-925-6631, email us at gmail.com or leave us a review on iTunes, like the two reviews that we read this month, and uh, and we'll read them on the show. So on behalf of the panel, we'll see you next time, Clone Gerard, because you demanded it, we'll have the outro music be VR Troopers, but first we will do some bloopers from this episode.
3: Except Is when except some- when it's not running, which it isn't. Ugh. Damn now, no. It's on until I got BB2 about like half a <laughs> uh, setup.
4: I was actually about to play back with it. So.
2: Which kids cut about and play it, play it over.
4: Uh
3: well I
0: uh, hang on. Oh no, nice. you
3: soundboarded
0: this, didn't you? <laughs> No, I, uh, I, I've got the, I've got the, I've got the Renegade change thing
3: <laughs> Oh, God, no, please. <laughs> I love okay. I love the Power Glove. So It's so okay. bad. <laughs> you know that, you know that guy that played Power Glove Kid who is, a, is a registered sex offender right now, right? <laughs> well
4: I suppose he didn't keep his power gloves off of her. Which is uh, what which, which <laughs> actually the, that was the next line like from the movie Like keep your power gloves off of her. There you go. <laughs> 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 movie trailer guy. Bro.
1: <laughs>
3: A bumpy hunter. A, a renegade. That's because you're a limp and you don't put your foot down. Well, you know. Uh, See, you just you did it, it again! <laughs> I just... I, I, I mind-tricked you into doing it to yourself. You, you did a juju mind-trick, into.
0: not Anyway, so... so uh, but... Uh, George...
3: Take it away. Uh, what? <laughs> I, I'm not... I, I, was to, <laughs> I was supposed to recap... Uh, oh, wait, wait,
0: wait. <laughs> Speaking of... Oh, God. Speaking of... Uh, grading on curves. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call them Blank Box. Or, uh, K-Blank.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: yeah. So let's do that. Three, two, one. are, we 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 we are, we are, we are, we are, we are, the we are, you reality